0: I couldn't help but notice your pain My pain? It runs deep Share it with me
1: Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to the Michael Dean Show My name is Michael Dean Joining us today is Mr. Q Storm Sir,
2: how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I did some uh, volunteer work last night with this young brother who is on a serious come up. His name is Brandon T. Jones. Shout out to him. And um, he's trying to put together a documentary for his new um, nonprofit called NGF. I forget what it stands for, but he's trying to mentor youth. And this cat, uh, he's 32. He looks 22. And he is he is on he's on another level. Is on this the Brandon
1: done. T. Jones from the movies?
2: no oh, no, okay. Okay. I don't know the, I think you're thinking of Richard T. Jones
1: <clears throat> no what's the I'm I'm just jumping all at what you're saying what's the guy he was in um, he was gonna be in the Beverly Hills cop TV show he was in Tropic Thunder he played the rapper dude is that Brandon him? T.
3: Jackson oh
1: okay <laughs>
4: <laughs> we all look alike
2: right Mike we all look alike <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold the L we all sound alike we all sound alike, all sound alike. no go. no no this is this cat's, um, man, he, he, I mean, I've done a lot in my life, but this guy has accomplished more that matters than I have ever done or ever will do. So shout out to him. Damn, shout out to self-esteem. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, I'm not putting myself down. I'm just saying he's, he's in the trenches.
1: I hear what you're saying. I respect him. Well, shout out to Brandon T. Jones uh, for show. Also joining us today, Mr. Crenshaw himself. Straight out the streets of South Central, and Pooh.
3: Man, all I can say is I barely made it back in the house last night. <laughs> it was a hot ass mess at the Crenshaw Baldwin Hills Old Magic Johnson Theaters. But your boy was too fly to get to take the L. And I'm, I'm here today to give my pay my respects to Pac and get real deep into this. All right. Boss.
1: Well, let's get into it, man. This is I've been waiting on this. This has been my most anticipated movie this year. Uh, only second to Star Wars. Um, and that is All Eyes on Me. This is the Tupac biopic. Uh, man, it's taken a long time for Hollywood to get a Tupac, proper Tupac movie out. And now it is here. Uh, this movie has been sitting around for a while. I mean, they were going to release it last year, but then they don't. You know, held off and now we are here uh so let's just get dive right into this man um and I will say this I'm a huge Tupac fan so you know I have to actually turn off sort of some of my lens when I watch this movie because there's no way they're gonna capture everything but with that said I enjoyed the movie um for the most part I enjoyed the movie my expectations were so high because I probably, you know, have you sort of hold Tupac up so much, and it's something. It'd be, it's to me, it's like Prince almost. Like I know so much about it. Uh, like, how are they gonna put it all in a movie? Who could ever play this person and have the same charisma and just everything? You know, Pac was one of those guys where you would think it's impossible for them to properly display him on the screen. Uh, Obviously it's not because, you know, they got this young man, Demetrius ship, I think. Uh, And I'm going to say right out the gate, there are times in this movie where this guy was, I forgot it it was an actor. I was like, that's pop, you know, there are times when he did that. And I would say I had to give him a lot of credit because this young man has never acted in anything (laughs) before. So, on that level enough, I do give him, I salute him and say, man, for your first job ever, I mean, ever acting, and he didn't know commercials or no little plays or nothing, like, this is literally his first time, I, I was, wow, okay, you know, you did your thing for a first timer. it's great, and you're portraying an iconic figure that a lot of people know what he does and looks like and how he acts. So, he did his job on that. Uh, The movie, though, should have been better. Okay? And what I mean by that is this movie kind of has some of the problems that, in my opinion, I would level at a Batman v. Superman, the original version. And what I mean by that is that they're trying to stuff so much in there that the scenes are just snippets of things and you don't have time to breathe and it's just like jumping from one thing to the next And you never really feel anything for what's going on because it's just moving so fast. And to me, the first part of the movie is nothing but just sort of almost like a montage scenes of stuff. The scenes don't really have enough time to breathe. It's like, oh, let's just reenact this and on to the next thing. Reenact that. Remember this sort of cultural thing with Tupac? Let's reenact that from a different camera angle and show it to you. And. When it does that, to me, the movie falters for that. Where the movie, in my opinion, shines is when they stop reenacting scenes and things that we've seen videos of and they actually have a real story and they let the actors do their shit. So to me, when he gets to the New York portion where, uh, you know, with the uh, young girl in the club and the whole rape thing and all that and the prison stuff, that's when the movie shines because it's not just these snidbit reenactment scenes. It's an actual narrative and they're letting the actors actually act and do something in the scenes. And that's when I was just like kind of glued to the screen like, whoa, I didn't know about this Uh, in terms of because there's no videos that I know of where there are videos of Prince and that Nigel character, for instance, interacting and they're just recreating something you saw on YouTube. No, they're just going to have to just throw some narrative storytelling and let these dudes act in the scene. And that's when it starts to shine to me. So all of that stuff and the prison stuff, I was like, okay, this is, I'm getting an idea now of why he's thinking the way he's thinking. So all of that was beautiful to me. Uh, And again, the guy playing Tupac, I thought he he started to slip into like, that's just Pac. I, I can see that's Pac now. And when it gets to the death row stuff, you know, we've seen these characters portrayed in other movies before and they're real life characters. And it didn't take me out of it, for the most part. Even with, and this will be somewhat spoilers here, even when they bring Snoop Dogg into it, you know he's going to be in the movie somehow. (laughs) But when they show the guy, and then the voice comes out, now the theater, I saw everyone busted out (laughs) laughing. Same here. (laughs) here. But it was laughing in a good way. I was like, they just got fucking Snoop, and he was funny to me. And it's just the little things they had him say, I was like, that was it's cheesy but it's fun I was like okay you know this dude doesn't really look too much like him but he looks enough alike it where you believe it and then they had the real voice so I was like who would have done some shit like that you know I didn't expect that so I thought that was just clever and funny and so I was like that's cool and I enjoyed all that stuff and just everything with Pac uh, the Jada Pinkett character I really I thought she was cool The standout in the movie, though, aside from the guy playing Tupac, is... I can't remember her name, but I call her Michonne. Iguera. She did her thing in this movie. Uh, The particular standout scene for me was when she goes to visit Pac in prison. Nig, I almost started crying. I thought that was very touching. And it was like the stuff she was saying to him... And then it was like, you could see Pac was crying. It was like the whole facade of this dude and everything he had been going through and he failed, you know, and he was like, it's not your fault, mom. I'm here, da, 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 da. And he was so aware of his bad decision and how he got to this. And then when the guard comes in and says something, I assume that was the same guard that was beating his ass earlier. And I was like, damn, this is the most fucked up environment you could be in. This guy is probably what 23 or something at the time, or something like, very young, and he's a star. But you're in jail, and it's, everything's fucked against you. And now your mom is here, and you, it's just. And I was just like, I just, I don't know something about it. I was, I was like, I would never want to be in that position, and I felt so sad for him. And and when I saw, he was always so, seemed like a very strong type of person, but he was crying. And I was, and at first I was like, nigga, you don't want to be crying in prison. But I was like, man, he's, he's fucked, you know, and, 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 and it was just a good scene, man. I just really felt that. And when the mom comes out and they play Dear Mama, I, I was like, OK, this is where one part where the movie has risen to the occasion. I really thought, I was like, now this is some cool form, filmmaking because, you know, like I said, I could see the direction of it was not top tier. Uh, and then the other scene that I really liked and the character, uh, I don't know his name in the movie, but Clifton Powell. Uh, The OG in the prison Uh, I thought that was great Clifton Powell I love him Uh, Maybe come down here Around uh, 10.30 Uh, Did you say 10.30? Did did, did, did I stutter Motherfucker A black man Can't (laughs) steal for your (laughs) funky (laughs) ass You can't come down here At 10.30 1030. You know And that's Shout out (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Menace Society That was the first time I ever saw him And I I love that scene I just love that actor Faggot ass Chauncey Yeah Faggot ass Chauncey and he did his thing here man He's older now And just He really I don't know He just came across as that dude And the thing that happens With his character in Tupac It was like That was frightening as hell to me And it was like All that shit Tupac rapping When faced In the face of real killers And real shit I love the next scene His ass is on that phone to shit <laughs> Like I can get the fuck out of here Cause you don't want no part of that lifestyle dude. Here's here's a man that can tell you trying to drop some wisdom on you on one scene and the next scene gutting the motherfucker right in your face and and letting you know I would murder and kill. I don't have no remorse. I'm not getting out of prison. You don't want to be here. I was like, man, some crazy shit. But anyway, um, that was my scenes that really resonated with me. Uh, And I enjoyed the movie for the most part. I hated the ending. And I was like, then you just run out of money or something. You know, that Wow. Didn't, didn't make, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me to end it like that. <laughs> and the going to give us the Malcolm X ending. Or something. I am Tupac. Like, putting the gospel music on it just didn't uh-huh. make uh-huh. sense to me because it's such we already knew what's gonna happen, but this is such an iconic sort of a person. I just thought they botched the ending. With that said, I'm gonna let other people speak. I did enjoy this movie. It's not the greatest movie, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I think that for real hardcore fans of Pac, it's a must see. No, they're not going to show you all the da, da 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 Some of the stuff they gloss over. I questioned the timeline of a few of those songs at the concert, but I could be wrong. I you know I know some of those albums. Uh, Machiavelli's album didn't come out yet but who's to say he wasn't performing some of those songs before it came out I don't know Uh, but I still enjoyed it because to me it did capture the spirit of Tupac and whether it got everything accurate that is something else but did it capture the spirit of the guy and what he was about I say yes and I think it should be championed for that Um, lastly I will say I've got my soapbox. It's corny to me that you would have people like John Singleton, Jada Pinkett leveling their criticisms before the movie came out or of day of release. You may have legitimate concerns, but I feel like this, you were still disrespecting the legacy of pac even if you don't think that it's uh, totally accurate to whatever happened, blah, blah, blah. Why air it out so that the movie may not get as much exposure to the people who want to see it? That doesn't make sense to me. On code, why would you do that? Right. Just, to me, it's like you're shouting for attention. You could do that later. Or in Jada's case, you could have said that the scene you're talking about, I think Aunt Pooh pointed out, this scene had been out for weeks, if not a month earlier. Why wait on the day of release? It's a little funny style to me, but you know everyone has the right to do what they want to do. I feel like we're supposed to champion our movies on general purpose, right? Just to go out and support, so we can see more of these. It's because I think it's still an important movie. Last thing, I'm I'm my preacher. Last thing for sure, actually my most favorite scene from the movie and I was I actually was like yeah when, I, when they showed it and, and I'm in Seattle watching this movie and this showing was ghetto here so I can only imagine what Aunt Pooh's about to tell us but <laughs> but the scene where uh, the two off-duty police officers are beating their brother on the street and Tupac is in a limo with his boys and he's like oh yo yo what the hell is that Turn, go, what's going on over there has him pull the car over and Tupac get out hey what the fuck's going on? leave that cat alone I was I damn near wanted to stand up and clap. I was because who does that? And then it turns into a superhero movie because the police officer pulled well, he wasn't a police officer. He was just some dumb buster on the street. Pointed pointed a gun at him. Tupac went back into the car, pulled the gentleman, nigga get down, and came out busting. I was like, yeah, you don't see that. That was and that really happened. I swear was like everybody needs to see that. Not that I'm saying that he's supposed to be, but I I like to see strong figures stand up to some bullshit and defending somebody they don't know. He was on cold, he was in there busting. and the courts said he he was in the right, and he so it's a it's to be celebrated. Okay, is but,
0: that where he shot the guy in the ass?
1: I guess so. Yeah, two off-duty cops. They has and he come yeah. to find out they stole those guns out of evidence. They was drunk, blah blah blah, and he didn't go to jail for that. He was honorated. He won the case. He was honorated for that. So it's to be celebrated. He defended a, 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 another person. I like that type of shit. That was dope to me. That was a dope ass scene. One of the best. One of the best scenes I've seen in years. <laughs> so I, I stand yeah. up for that. And I, so there you go. That's all I gotta say. Q Storm. The floor is yours. No.
2: I just, no, just want to say since you brought that scene up what impressed me most about that scene was did that really happen? Yes it did. Okay. If that's how it went down I, what, what I saw because uh, typically when you see like these these movies right cats be shooting with the guns to the side and shit and running and shit mm-hmm. and just popping off. <laughs> Hilarious. He you you had a Pop, good form. Pac had form. There you go. That, <laughs> Now, seriously, seriously, that's <laughs> how you do it. He got down on one knee, yeah, on um, straight out. He went into the isosceles stance.
4: <laughs> oh, lord. oh lord,
2: and, and lo- unload. I'm serious. That, I, <laughs> whoa. Right, hey, I'm with you, brother. Somebody, somebody's in training. Because that was accurate.
1: Well, there there are videos <laughs> to... there, there are videos of Tupac at gun range that the gun range firing off numbers of weapons. So he was very well articulate with handling a gun.
2: And when I saw that scene, I was like, "Here we go!" Another. He just pulls out a gun. I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Whoa! Whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold up! Slow my roll." Two white guys beating this black guy. He doesn't know that they're cops. And I had to say, I, I wasn't mad at him. <laughs> I probably I, I probably wouldn't have done the same thing myself. Not because they, they they teach you you don't draw on someone who's already drawn his gun because chances are you will get shot. But um, man, I, I was impressed with that. I was impressed with that scene. All right, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I think that was a Glock too, a Glock twenty two. Anyway, um <laughs> Okay, so I literally just saw the movie, so I'm still kind of processing it and i haven't had a chance to write any notes or anything like that but first thing i'm going to say is <clears throat> whoever cast tupac uh, the the actor playing tupac demetrius ship jr uh, who, who who was that uh the the singer who uh, uh azalea Banks? she was sacrificing chickens in her closet and shit <laughs> okay what? I'm, I'm trying to see where you're going with that this yeah you're right i was like I was like, let me go get some chicken bones or something, because this is wizardry. Hello. Get thee behind me, Satan, because you've risen to Tupac from the dead. <laughs> that dude looks just like Tupac. I was, I was like, I because I haven't seen, I hadn't seen any materials for this film prior to going to see the movie. I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? And the thing I was thinking to myself is, I feel sorry for this actor. He, he's not going to get any other work because he is Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> for life Hilarious. um when i when i first saw the actress playing jada i was like jada smith's in this movie what oh that's not J- wow and i was like whoever cast this movie damn they need problems. they should be making a lot of money i, I mean I agree. some of the cast some of the casting was right uh, right on uh, um and it was cool seeing it was almost like watching the uh, shared mcu universe seeing the guy playing V Yes, yeah. Come back for this movie. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, this this the Avengers, <laughs> the Black Avengers or something like that. <laughs> um when the, so when the movie like the first half of the movie I had very few complaints. Uh the one thing I I didn't like was the framing technique where they had um Hill Harper interviewing him in prison mm-hmm. because all the scene. I mean, it looked masterful. Uh, you had what's the name, Dana Guerrera? Denai Guerrera. You had Demetrius. You had the woman playing Jada, and you had uh, all these other actors. The style was there. The visual was. The visuals looked good, but they kept in the story. Whenever the story would take off, they would cut to him being interviewed in prison. I'm like, why do y'all keep?
4: Right. Just
2: let the story tell itself. I don't. I don't need to see, I don't, I don't need the voiceovers and I don't need the framing technique of cutting back to the prison scene this interview. A couple times maybe, but you, you guys are really interrupting the flow of this. Mm-hmm. Let me step back for a sec. Like I said, I know very little about Tupac. I mean, I was surprised that I recognized more songs. I went in thinking, I'm not going to know any of these songs. And I was surprised that I didn't know from, listen, from hearing the melody. I knew more than I thought I would. But um, I really wanted to see, I wasn't a Tupac fan. Okay, I didn't really like his flow that much, but I respected that he was an artist that a lot of people liked, and I did want to learn more about him. Uh, and I, I went in with that in mind, and I felt like they kept interrupting the flow, when it would build a flow. They kept interrupting it with those, with those interview pieces. Now, I couldn't tell you at what point in the movie it was, but at some point in the movie, maybe the halfway point, it felt like professional direction Went out the window, and another and, and the scrubs came in to direct this film. It it became like I was sitting there thinking, this thing is too fucking long. They put they put every fucking shot into this movie. It, it was like the last half of this movie, they really someone fell asleep at the editing wheel. There's a, a perfect example there's a scene. I couldn't tell you what the scene was. There's a scene that happens, and then uh, um I think it's when he first arrives in California after he after he paid after he makes bail. They show a scene of a beach, and then they cut to him in some room. And I'm like, what was that? what was that? It was editing like that, I, editing like that that made the, the last half of this film so disjointed. Uh, Clifton Powell, excellent actor. He improves anything you see him in. I didn't see the point. I didn't see what he brought. To to the movie, and why do we need to see him shoving somebody? I didn't. What 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 is that supposed to do to move the story forward? I didn't get it. A lot of that stuff started happening in, in the film. It it made the last part of the film. It just seemed like it was rushing. Like you said, like you put it great. You put it perfectly. Let's let's reenact this. Let's reenact this. Oh, the shot where he's in the car before he gets shot. Let's reenact that. That and it was nice, but it's like guys, you got to be more judicious on what you're showing because. You're showing me too much. You're showing me stuff that should have been left on the cutting room floor and is making the movie long and ponderous. And that ending, it was horrible. I, I mean, that's where you're going to leave this? That's all. I don't know much about Pac. I want to learn more about Pac. And you're not going to show me the impact that his death had? I needed to see. That's when you needed to get on, you know, showing me the real footage. You show me one scene of, of the real Tupac delivering some knowledge but fine but you left me with it became a lifetime movie you left me you left me leaving the theater with no idea what the impact he had on his fans, uh, on the on the medium, on the artistry. you you went to black with him laying on the pavements. How do you do that? It had bad music towards the end scenes that went nowhere I thought towards the end even with the, the scene in the prison. What I liked about that was not Guerrero. I liked the fact that we saw I saw Demetrius displaying another side of Tupac. Because w- w- one problem I started having was I saw him mimicking the swagger of Tupac, which we which I assume is what how how they get down when they got to interact with each other. But the 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 soft side of Tupac, I saw it only in a couple scenes. I saw it in the scene where he told Kedada that he was le- uh, he was leaving uh, Death Row when he finished his contract. I, I saw in the prison he was crying, and I saw it early on with that poem he read to Jada. And when he was reciting Shakespeare in his class, I needed to see more of that, Tupac, because I'm sure Tupac was a uh, fully formed, three-dimensional human being, and I, that's what drew me into the beginning. But towards the end... Like you said, my it was just all let's reenact this. Pac is hard now. Oh, he's the thug now. It, it's interesting though,
1: it's, it, As I said the opposite direction. Which <laughs> interesting that you're saying that, because I said the, to me the first half plays that way. So that's funny. It's interesting.
2: Oh uh, no, well I thought the okay. Well that's interesting because I thought the second half of it was like okay, let's hit these landmarks and get them to to the to the shooting scene. That's right. how because they, it's like they threw everything in there. And some of the scenes were so over-dramatized, it pulled me out. Like, I know good and damn well Jada Pingett didn't go up into his hotel room after a show and have a scene with him. I mean, so I saw there was a lot of that going on, too. Where, okay, we gotta got to condense this, but we got to throw everything into it. So at some point, it just became a lifetime movie. It became implausible to me. Um, I like this, the scene at the, uh, at the, at the elevator, uh, when he was going up to the, where he got shot. That was very, that was a very, that was a strong scene. The scene at the park. I don't know if that happened where, um, he got into a fight with this dude and a, and a kid got shot. I don't know. that, if that ha- It did happen. happen. I thought that, that they glossed over that, that a little bit, but, but yeah, exactly. Is- I, I was almost brought to tears with that. And it. I want I wanted more of that because I wanted to feel a certain way. Uh, um, and feeling that way, you know, identifying with Tupac as the audience does, he's a, he's the hero of the film. I wanted to purge some of the emotions I was feeling from what he had gone through, but they glossed over all that, and, they gloss- and it, it was a crime the way they glossed over his his death and what the impact of his death. Like I said, I wasn't a fan, but I know his death had an impact. They didn't even talk about Biggie getting shot. That's all tied together. Actually, it's not. Biggie's death wasn't had nothing to do with Tupac? It wasn't It wasn't a week later, and, and we don't think of... It wasn't a week later. How long ago? How much later? Um, how, how long? Six months or something. Was it six months? Okay, all right. Maybe I'm wrong, but, but my, my point is every time I think about Tupac's death, I think about Biggie's death. That's me. You want right. to challenge me on that? Fine. That's how I think. Um, right. And every time I see stuff about Tupac's death, they're always mentioning... Biggie's death right so I just felt like not to address that and show the impact was a crime all right but overall I would keep it three out of five stars all right and poo man and tell us the whole experience
3: <laughs> okay I will but I mean the one thing I think the one thing to, to focus on Biggie's death is it was much bigger than Biggie and Tupac it was Suge and Diddy it was East Coast, West Coast. And I don't think that the uh, the creators wanted to get into all of that when dealing with Tupac's life story. So I, I can't fault them for going at Biggie because it really was bigger than that. It, it was bigger than Tupac and Biggie.
2: All, all I'm saying, I, I'm not trying to interrupt. all I'm saying is when they had the text come on screen, they could have said six months later, uh, Notorious B.I.G. was shot.
3: But the thing was, is that the film didn't really go into. All that there was with the Biggie and Tupac beef, the death row versus bad
2: boy. It didn't. No, it didn't. They talked about, they, they addressed Pac saying that he had sex with uh, Faith Evans. They, they addressed Biggie feeling, re- not rejected, but getting turned away at the hospital room and how Tupac thought it was a setup. What are you? Okay, but,
3: but they didn't go into the beef. The huge East Coast West Coast beat that began with it. They didn't go into. They didn't go into all of that, and I think that that was a. That was thought, a
1: thought, well, they kind
2: of did. I mean, you, you saw how it affected his relationship did, with Snoop. They did a whole. They did a whole concert piece on him doing a song. Hit him up. They, which they, I thought that seemed way yeah, too long. I,
1: I want to get him to his inter, to his review, but I I would kind of agree. Like y- you should, they could have showed a little something at the end, even if even if it was whacked like the text thing, but. They, they lost over a lot of stuff so we we'll, yeah. we'll
3: agree on that go ahead uh Ampy. so you know I was trying I, my homie the kids we were gonna go to the movies uh kids want to go see cars three I want to go see all eyes on me so we're looking around at the theaters and of course the only theater that aligns with the kids getting to see cars three and me and the homie going to see all eyes on me was the Baldwin Hills. Old Magic Johnson Theater. Well, boy's like, you really gonna take me to the ghetto? I'm like, nigga, we live in the ghetto. Like, come on. You can't be
2: scared to be amongst our people. <laughs> oh,
4: <man. laughs> we
2: all we got. He's on, nah, nah, he's, <laughs> on, he's on his boys in the hood. When your man takes him into the hood. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. Serious. Serious, yeah. <laughs> Serious style. Can't be afford to be afraid of our people. <laughs> yeah. Little shit. Okay.
3: So of course, <laughs> so of course, I get the reserve seated. and you know I'm walking to my seat like Cedric and <laughs> oh, you know I wish, I, I wish the nigga would be in my seat. And
1: they go, "Og, Og, Bobby Johnson sitting in your seat. What up, bud?
3: I go, it was, it was, it was this old dude, barely moved, but he was talking." shit like yeah we gonna get up we gonna get up he had to be in the 60s six, seventy. because we had us- I was like oh man and then he had and I don't, I don't mean to denigrate our sister oh uh, here we go but she was in her 70s and looked like she got diabetes high blood pressure um heart congenital heart failure you <laughs> yeah, got everything she's snoring while she's fully awake uh, that's whoa. what I'm seeing. oh damn. So I'm like, I, right, you know, we gotta be contact, elder. He's like, we gonna move, we gonna move away. They should have been here on time. I was like, damn, wow,
2: that happened in my theater too. I mean, it wasn't like that, my But people, my there was there was, some, there was some politicking going on about these seats. I'm like, damn, we all sit down, please. Yeah, I was like, reserved. a reserved seating
1: thing, and then the black theaters, it's a little different. But go ahead. <laughs>
2: I, I'm like no,
3: I'm just not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna respect my elders I, I, I mean, I'm in the wrong. I'm late. I'm late. Okay, I'm late. Is
1: there some? Is there some like a small print on the ticket buying
3: site? If you come late, oh. you don't you're get your seat. This thing, I didn't even have tickets. I I bought them on. I bought them, them online. I go down to the theater to and print them out. The scene don't work. Damn. I go to the manager. I'm like, look, I tried to print out my tickets and print the machine don't work. He's like, do you have a confirmation code? Show me the confirmation code. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, here's a call. I'm like, okay, I need to see the credit card that you bought this with. Wow. I was like. <laughs> what theaters? I mean, what chain is this? You say it's AMC? It's a Cinemark. Cinem-
1: damn, Cinemark. Cinemark. Y'all looking real janky right now.
3: So he goes through and uh, time is ticking, time is ticking. He goes through. He's like, okay, I see your purchase right here. All right. So then he, he's doing some stuff, doing some stuff. He walks away. He comes back. I think he going to have tickets. This Negro gives me a post it. <laughs> post it.
1: Oh, yeah, just eat number.
3: The time, the movie. Oh, I was like, okay, that's for, that's two tickets. We got, I have four. Oh, yeah, I see that too. Hold up. <laughs> I was, oh. so, is. Is. so we get the food I'm heading toward the theater I handle the post-it the woman just kind of looked at me like what is this <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to run games it had,
3: his, it had his name on it Adolfo Adolfo you fucked me over Adolfo, he's like <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right, I'm gonna have to call the manager over to verify this I'm
2: oh, like what uh, the f-? has the movie so started yet
3: Movie was started. I was 20 minutes late. You know, it started at 6.40. Oh, no. Lord. I
2: would have been, been hot. I would have been hot as hell.
3: Now, you yeah. were 20 minutes late. Yeah. No, no, no. I got there about 6.40, 5.45. Movie started at 5.40. So, I had to go through all that rhythm roll, And it's now mm-hmm. 6.05 when we finally get to the theater. So, we're just about I didn't miss much. Yeah. Yeah, I got to the part where uh, uh, Affini was missing. And he got that money and legs came in and hooked him up. So, everything was good. So, okay. throughout the movie, too, so I'm sitting next to uh, Big 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 Mama. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked like I'm looking like who have brought her in here? But then she do throughout the whole film. She sing along to all the songs. <laughs> she going like that's right, pop, get that, put in at work. I was like, <laughs> the old man. There was, there was a scene where uh, I think Finney said to. Said to um, Tupac, like, I was like, uh, You're a leader now. And he's like, I had a leader. The brother said, That's right. He was no fucking leader. Malcolm X was a leader. Martin Luther King was a leader. That uh, nigga just
2: rapped. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The, only, the sports commentary in the black theater.
4: <laughs> that nigga <guy just laughs> <wrapped.
2: laughs> I was like, All right. And then,
3: so down, so we at the top, down near the screen. So people are already heated because they close to the screen. I'm hearing somebody just going. Oh,
4: oh,
3: oh. I'm like, what the hell? This is just going on and on. I'm like, oh man, we had we had three babies crying. Hmm. Then there was already a,
0: there was a well, fight wait wait wait, wait wait. They then took a baby to see this movie. Wasn't
3: it was rated R. They took damn. a baby. Three of them crying. I was like, God damn! I th- thought this is matinee that people's gonna wait till the end of the night. But it, whatever. Then a fight almost broke out because some. Wow. Dude, got the. It was a part where uh, Snoop came in. They was laughing at that. They're like, "Cuz a fool up in there," and I'm like, "Ah oh, shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, did he have to say that?" they were like, I was like, "Ah oh, shit!" I'm like, "I'm just gonna keep watching." He's like, "Yeah, cuz Snoop, Snoop, crip, what's wrong with that?" And I'm like, oh, shit!" So they got the loud talking, loud talking, but nothing popped off. Oh, but dude. for a minute, there I was like, "Ah, oh, come on, can we?" just come watch Pac. come on man so that that was the audience and they sang along with all the songs including big big mama which again shocked me but for the most part they, they enjoyed it they laughed at everything especially snoop's voice which that stripped the hell out of me and it was like this is some bullshit like what is snoop doing doing the voiceover for his own <laughs> character and, and the,
2: the lip sync wasn't that good either <laughs> Like that man ain't there ain't no sound
3: coming out of his mouth. But overall, this is a flawed film. It's not a it's not a perfect film. At the beginning, I was laughing my butt off until he got to uh, until he met G. It was G, right? Yeah, Shaggy. This was this was a horrible film, wow. in my opinion. No, no, I said. Today, got the shot, G. It was a bad lifetime movie. I was like, I'm ready to walk out. This, this is, this is bad. Like the acting was bad. It was like it was a series where he he had to take time to get into character and really find his rhythm to act and play Pac. And it's like when he got to that point, I was like, okay, cool. He's doing he's doing the thing. And it was. So compelling when uh Tupac got to New York, I was like, okay, good. They're they doing they actually were telling me some stuff. Like I had no idea who the hell this Nigel person was, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take their word for it that this is all accurate. I, I kind of gave him a little side eye that they went from juice to above the rim, and I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to Poetic Justice? And I'm like, oh John. yeah,
0: yeah.
3: That's <laughs> right, but I, I still think it's like, come on, man. That was a part of his life, especially the fact that Janet Jackson wanted him to take an AIDS test. I think that that should have been a dope ass scene to me. Tupac going off, or or Tupac on Arsenio talking about how Janet Jackson asked him to take an AIDS test, and I'm like, that should have been there. Just 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 even in passing m- mentioning that. But overall, I agree. Demetrius' ship was perfect as a Pac That he he had some t- like he had some rough patches early, but he found his flow. Um, Denai Guerra, she, she should probably get a nomination, which I feel kind of bad because it's like, why crackhead? Mama's got to get uh, Oscar noms. But <laughs> she did. <laughs> Come on, she was playing a crackhead. But Kat Graham, I don't think she looked like Jada, but damn, she had it down. Yeah. When she met Pac after the, after the alleged show, I was like, she doing the damn thing. She got it she got it and i was just the way her mannerism what she was saying how she uh, her cadence i was like that is really good i'm feeling it for me the framing of the the journalist i was interviewing in prison it worked for me especially because that was i believe that was the kevin powell interview that they did for vibe or at least that's what they were trying to convey so it worked for me because that was a huge story. Because the, the the on the cover of Vibe it says, "If I die before I get out of jail, I want people to know the story." So, uh, people yeah. that were in really heavy in hip hop, and, yeah, and people that was in.
1: That's the thing. I don't think it was the Kevin Powell thing. Um, I don't know if you saw. There's that video interview that he did from prison. It used yeah. to be it used to be on Netflix for a while. I mm. think it was. I think they were trying to. It was like it was a. It was that, and then they were kind of. You make you think it was a Kevin Powell thing, but I, I figured they would have used his name if it was. So I don't know, I don't know why they did that.
3: But yeah, but, but, but yeah, but for me it worked because I remembered around that when he went to jail, he did that family five interview. So I thought, yeah. oh, okay, this is this is what they're doing. I, but I couldn't figure out why they weren't saying Kevin Powell's name. Um, Agree, the jail scene. That's definitely a high point when he was talking to was it Tim Fields or Tom Fields about Brenda's got a baby? Hilarious to me. Now I like that, here's my, that a good scene. Now, here's my shade. Moving forward, when you are doing a documentary and you have Tupac in a room of known rappers, just come on. Identify who's there. We know there's primary. Putting people in there, we know there's probably a quick, there's a Dre, there's a Daz. It's like you don't need the actor saying Daz in order for us to know. Oh, oh, that's that nigga Daz. Just give us a lower third saying who they are, so we can, you know, we know who's there in the room while uh, these uh, important moments are taking place. And, like you were saying uh, about the going scene to scene, I'm like, yeah, somebody was saying that. They were like, yeah, this happened. Now let's move on to the next. But the, 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 the thing that really bugged me was Tupac grew up around the Black Panther, Black Power movement. You know, you know who his stepfather is. You know how um, a Shaker Chico- was uh, in this movement. Yet, every time there was an important moment, this nigga was quoting Shakespeare. And I, that might be accurate, but I'm just like, where was that that righteous black power, black empowerment, Tupac, that we've heard so much about in this film? You heard him talk to Biggie about it here and there. We had a Feeney, mention stuff, but it was just like, I didn't see it from Pac. And we know that that's how heavy he was with that. So, but it's definitely, in my opinion, the it must-see, it's, it's a flawed film. But it's definitely worth going to see. And I got to give Jada Pinkett a side eye because based on what she said she had problems with, that shit didn't need to be said. I mean, who gives a, who really gives a fuck that he didn't read a poem to you before he left to L.A.? Who really gives a fuck that um, he, you didn't talk to him af- backstage after a show? It was just like that shit was just such nitpicky bullshit to bring to point out. So you you had me last year with the Oscar so white, and then you lost me with the Tupac thing because it was just like this shit ain't about you, J- Jada. Seriously,
2: Yo. I just had some. Oh, go ahead, man. Uh, I just had some questions, like because uh, again, <clears throat> I really did want to know more about Tupac, um, and I'm not sure that this film really. Sh- here, here's what here. I, I'm not complaining. This isn't a complaint. It's a well, hold on.
3: Wait, hey Q, hold up real quick. It was funny because my boy, after after the film ended, he was like, "This movie was made for somebody who didn't know shit about Tupac." That's because they, they didn't tell you anything that you didn't already knew
2: if you knew him. Well. well, okay. I mean, ask you questions. <laughs> yeah, I knew the like the I going to say landmark scenes, like the you know the shooting scenes, and he went to prison and this and that, and uh, the shock I, I, the digital underground scene. I was I, even I was like ready to stand up and start dancing but um the, the scene that that uh, the, the dinner scene where they're all dressed in black and <laughs> sugar's on his yeah and sugar's on his Al Capone did that happen? it might have that type I of stuff happens a lot there. But it, yes I, I mean and it really and they're playing Italian opera in the background well, that's probably <laughs> the, movie. Finished school. I mean, that's it, the movie I was like come on <laughs>
1: Well, it's, it's, I, to answer your question, uh, that type yes, that type of stuff did happen. Right, that type uh, and, of it, and it was probably even worse in real life than what they showed in the movie.
2: But I'm just saying, it felt like to me they just saw they had just seen a, a Italian mob movie, and someone said, you know, it would be dope to frame this, uh, do a scene like that in this movie. I'm like,
3: that's... I, I agree with that. I, I kind of agree with that. But the thing is, is like from what I've, been, what I've heard, yeah, shouldn't got down like that.
2: But the thing, but see, the, uh, there was a scene prior to that where was when Park first uh, gets out of jail and he goes to death row. <laughs> it was it was it was cold too, where Suge puts his arm around his other cat and it's like, let me show you something, let me show you something around this corner, and they yeah. proceed to whooping the shit out this dude. Now that that's all I really needed to. Un- I mean, we all know how Suge got down, but that's really all I needed to see in the film to say this is not a good guy you know so that, that
1: well I think was, I think that's those scenes are are made to show that Tupac you know again when you read the books you always hear well Pac was in the room when all this stuff was going on is he a part of it he doesn't say anything so it's shocking not shocking to me it was interesting to me that they show his they would show his opinion of like he thought it was funny or something uh, but I think it was a point to show that it goes to show him that you're you around some very serious people and you could be one of these victims, too.
2: But which, they they did. A, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What I
1: was going to say, which would kind of go into his decision to when he tells Suge that hey, I want to leave and do my own thing. I, and I love that scene where it, I think it was a brilliant scene for him to show sort of like that ominous part. Oh, well, hey, man, let me talk to you for a minute now. I'm going to put my arm around you <laughs> and take you in yeah. that room. You know, I was very I was like, wow. OK, this really shows like what well, he afraid of of Shug or whatever. Well, in a sense, he knows what he's dealing with and by him walking along with it, I took it as him being brave enough to say, well, I'm going to take this whichever way this guy is about to deal it out to me. You know, obviously they go, hey, you, you want to do Death Row East, which to me answered the question of, because I remember when Pac was talking about Death Row East, we're going to be doing this and I can now, I, if this is to be true, I can see why he would go along with it. like, he can't just walk away. But, but anyway, well, go ahead.
2: I take all of what you said. I'm, all I'm saying is that scenes like that, and I brought it up when I when I had my turn to review, scenes like that dinner scene, it was too much over-dramatization, and, I, and it took me out of the movie because I'm like, I know this didn't happen like this. Now, the guy getting his ass whooped in the hallway, yeah, that's believable, but I just don't believe that Shug had these guys dress up in tuxedos, and there was an opera playing in the background, and he went through... He, it was like a mimicking of the Al Capone scene in *Untouchables*. I'm like, just tell me the story. You don't have to. You don't have to. What's what? Um, build up stuff like this that we know was embellish. That's the word. We didn't. Well, you know, I, can, I can see
1: your point. I, I would say in a movie, sense, you sometimes you do have to kind of make it bigger than it is, or, or frame it in a better way. But, uh, right, again, but, some of this is sugarcoated because I don't think they really want to show what was really going on. Uh, and they don't want to disrespect Tupac, yeah. make him look too crazy either. It's easy to you know blame saying, it all like, on Shirley and show him to be
2: the wild one. But right, right. I'm, and I'm not disagreeing; with you. it's just not a debate I'm having. But I'm, I'm saying, like, I think about straight out of Compton, which and is highly, the, the in, which is that, I would question the same stuff you're saying about this. I would say about that. Well, uh, the scene—you made me lose my train of thought. The scene with the, the dinner scene to me, it was such a poor way of of showing. How should that down? What, what, and I think about straight out of Compton. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Scenes like that, they 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 too heavily on an, another character other than Pop. It went on well, too long. This is. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I guess just trying to show. Well, let, me just, let me just finish. Let me finish, it. and I and I and I and I'll give you the floor. But if I think about straight out of Compton, they did the same thing much more masterfully. They showed Dre in the room with uh, Suge, and I didn't feel like this never happened. But and Dre did. was like, "This is bullshit, man." Yeah, but that didn't happen. <laughs> that's the thing. About I was—that was the scene I was gonna <laughs> say. Like,
1: that's the exact same way they did it in that movie. There's no way in hell he stood up to, to Suge and said any of that type of shit, to, or, or even punched anybody in that room like that. None of that shit ever happened. And that's a totally false way to show it. But again, I—that's what I said. I don't disagree with you. I'm agreeing so with you're you. Saying that- so they, Fox can go to- well, no, I'm saying every, what you're saying is highly dramatized and stuff. I, I said I agree with you. It, it was, I think, but I'm saying because it's a movie, I think that's why they did it. And I was trying to say the same reason why they did it in Straight Outta Compton. I didn't know you were going to use that scene as a reference because it was the same scene I was going to use. That is highly dramatized to the point that didn't even ever happened. And there's no way in hell that Dre would even act like that around those guys. They would have killed him.
2: Mm-mm. Okay, let me let me give you another example. First well, I mean, all, I agree with you. So I don't. I don't. I'm not trying right, to change your mind. Right, right?
4: Saying, uh,
2: but like I said, I, I want to know certain things. You guys might know certain things actually happened. Oh, okay. I, I did not follow Pac that tough, and you might know. That scene <coughs> that I rolled my eyes at, where Suge is outside in the open. This is a this is a man who has made many enemies. He's outside, the open, smoking a cigar. Pac comes up and says, "We gotta go fuck roll. You know, we got we gotta strike back on these motherfuckers. What the fuck? You didn't? You ain't doing your business." Did Pac really roll on Suge like that? They were saying that he did, yes. Yeah. And, and Suge went out and like, you better get out my fucking face. He, see, here's the thing.
3: Pac was a pawn for Suge to get back at B, to get back at Diddy. What happened was, I think, uh, I think a month or two before he bailed Pac out of jail, there was a party in Miami, and one of Suge's boys got killed. And he blamed Diddy. That's why when he did the Source Awards, he was standing different. up there. Well, I'm okay. I could be missing my time was, but that's he was. That was one of the impetus to get Pac because he knew he could fuck with Diddy because he he knew Pac was blaming Diddy and Biggie for his shooting. So that was his way to get back at them. I got you. I, I'm and sorry. it's like the Source Magazine with the Source Awards, why he got up there taking shots. So he had respect for him, and at the same
2: time, he wanted to use him to keep throwing shots at Diddy in the East Coast. I understand. But that, I mean, I'm not sure that explains why yeah, I, was, I found it. Hard well, I was going to say to, to answer,
1: your, answer po- <laughs> your question, what he, he approached, I, I would say, I don't know if that exact scene happened, but there in those books I've read, <laughs> there is a part where him and uh, uh, Shil got into an argument. And one of the reasons why they were saying that's the point when uh, Tupac wanted to leave, you were arguing over. I don't know if it was arguing over somebody whooping somebody's ass, uh, but in terms of him standing up to him, yeah, for sure. Did he I really?
3: found, Okay, go ahead. I found that scene hilarious because the way he, he he came at him all hyped up, talking crap to him, and then he whooped up at suge and she was like who the fuck are you talking to like yeah that's what's style and everybody everybody in the theater was like oh yeah like because they all knew suge is the wrong one he love you
2: Pac, but he's the wrong one well when when um the scene where he's telling his uh his girl kadada on the on the lounge chair yeah i'm gonna I'm a tell suge i'm leaving uh my because my contract is 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 done and then they cut to, to him walking in. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm not ready for this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I thought I was going to put down a little bit differently, but but yeah, that, that was well done. I, I, the, everyone did a good job, a serviceable job, even though sometimes I thought they got a little overdramatic. I think Dana Guer- Guerrero was on her Viola Davis Snot Nose Award,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, everyone did. A, you know, I just. I wanted to going I' say it for the last time. I want to learn more about Park, and I don't in this movie hit some of those points that I already knew. And if I already knew him, it's like, okay, we don't have to dwell on this because I know it and I don't even know Park that well. Right. Show me more about the man, please and, show but the,
3: me. and but the thing is is that since with all the documentary and how open he, I wouldn't say open, but as much uh, footage of him after talking about what's going on in in his life I mean they did a whole uh, documentary uh, movie with just sound bites from him so I always felt it would be kind of hard to dramatize his life because you know what new can you tell us and can anybody be Pac better than Pac and when and he did that scene, yeah. and when he did that scene from Juice the, the, the theater laughed like yeah <laughs> that's on,
1: where dude, it stop. falls apart because you're not going to out that's the thing when you're trying to reenact stuff that we know of Pac you're gonna fail because you're not gonna be as charismatic that's when you're not gonna be Pac doing those reenactments from those movies was above the rim and juice that was a failure but when you just let him play stuff you don't necessarily know and let it be a narrative and not a reenactment that's when I think he slips into being Pac because we don't have nothing to judge it against you know because right. he's really I mean I give him a point and if for, for a real heavy fan you can see they had him saying stuff in his dialogue that were pulled from other interviews and things were totally out of context but I appreciated that because I could see they were like cause there's a part where he goes I got a big mouth you know they were pulling that from that Tabitha Soren interview but they were doing it and he was talking to somebody but I was like oh, okay I see, what, I see what they're doing so I, I can see how they studied it but it's a hard thing because you're right that movie you just mentioned Tupac Resurrection I think it's called mm-hmm. that MTV yeah. had put out that's the movie that explains everything with Pac and it, and it literally just uses Pac to, to narrate it and show you the real footage but it's a tough here, way for them to do a narrative based on that when he's such a recognizable person.
2: But go ahead. But here's here's the question I have of both of you. Pac was an interesting figure, no doubt. Okay. But I still didn't get from this film. And maybe I missed it. And I'm not saying he wasn't he didn't deserve it, but what was it that made I don't understand to the to this day, what is it about Tupac? that made him so revered other than Notorious B.I.G. or Nas or any of these other rappers? I, sure. What was it about? I still don't understand. What was it about Tupac that when you it's almost like you're talking about a god when you mention Tupac's name? You don't like Tupac? to fuck wrong with you? I, don't, I, I still don't see what made him above and beyond everyone else.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't say he's a god. Uh, to me... I'm not <laughs> using her pur- <laughs> right, I, I would say to me, well, it's fascinating. I liked him because I was, I was a fan when he was a, when he was doing the stuff and uh, buying the records. But I think the stuff he talked about, he was to me, he sort of carried the mantle from Chuck D and Ice Cube and sort of mixed mm-hmm. those messages mm-hmm. together. Yeah, to me, his vocal delivery is very much Chuck, very, very sort of, the way he does his voice, uh, very commanding sort of voice. And then in terms of like some of the street politics of a cube, he talked about, but you know, he originally came out, you know, I think his first song was trapped, right? Nah, they can't have a black man down. He was talking about some more related to, to public enemy. And as he got more into it, he becomes sucked into the gangster type of stuff, but he still had an underlying message of, you know, the dear mamas, that Brenda's got a baby. Um, Keep your head up. He still had these records that actually dealt with just regular, real type of stuff, you know, talking about your mom or talking about this girl uh going through some problems. So that's why I always really loved him. But he was always confusing to me because he was always getting in trouble. And so you, right. you were watching him like you could see he was very talented. It was like, Man, this guy's always fucking up. Uh and then when he goes to prison, that was very disappointing to me. I was a fan. I was like, this guy is stupid, man. What is he doing? And then I was shocked when he came back out and he was with death row. I actually thought he sold out. I was like, nah. If he listen to All Eyes on Me, yeah, yeah, that's did. not his mute. That's what is he doing? And I was like, this nigga is caught up. This music is dope, I ain't on the front. But I always, so I was always rooting for him because I was. Like, you can see he's a good guy, and his interviews that to me at the time when he was alive were more entertaining than his music because in his Hmm. interviews he was so like animated and he was just saying shit you normally wouldn't say in these interviews like the stuff you've seen at breakfast club and all that he was that back then he was the he was to put some respect on it back then right he was that guy (laughs) and he was fighting people or if he had a problem with you he let you know so i think people respected the rawness and realness of him and you could see that he was uh uh, looking at it now You can see how he's Very very feminine uh, in, in terms of it it action, To me he was the, He's a perfect example of a, of a person Raised by a single mother
2: Oh He's feminine What do you mean
1: Well oh, because he's Overly uh, emotional About Chupon? stuff in in my opinion yeah, that's how I mean he's a a grown man that wouldn't act like that but he was very young at the time so I can understand he he didn't have a dad in his life so all of that super uh, hyped up and stuff I can see why he was like that because that's what he saw he didn't see he didn't have grown men to sit his ass down and say yo man cut that shit out cut this shit nigga he was he was uh
2: wasn't that Clifton tr- and and the purpose of Clifton Paul's character?
1: Yeah, that's out? a one-time situation. But he's already who he is at that point. And then I'm, what I was going to say is, he became uh, people clap for him when he's acting like that, right? You know, I mean, he's getting a good reaction when he's acting way out there like that. So when he comes back home, I can understand. And again, I want to answer a question. I want to go to. You said why was he? Be, why would he be great? So when you have all that. And then, when he puts uh Machiavelli to me, though he had died at that point, when I listened to it, I was like, "Man, this is a return to the Tupac out before yep. before all eyes on me. He's not talking about dumb, stupid shit. He's actually talking about some real shit, and it's back to the pro black message, but unfortunately, he's dead yep. uh and then, of course, he's immortalized at this point and and you know they put a more happier spin on some of the stuff. But to me, I just thought he was great because he was everything as a young person. You got to see a guy who made mistakes, but he was obviously very talented. He had a deeper understanding of of literature and culture. And, and, you, and I could see that in his music. I could see that he was a huge Prince fan. Like, you, you can look at how he writes and some of the, the way he phrases his stuff. He's obviously heavy into Prince uh, so that to me, that's why he would be great. I don't think he's the best rapper in the world or anything, but I think the way he rapped and what he talked about was had a better message than all these other people that you mentioned. And again, any guy who would draw down on and put his own life in danger and shoot to defend a black person, it would go into the type of character <laughs> that person is. And as I said, I champion him for that because most people would not do that but he was raised a little different, obviously to be fearless enough to want to protect his own people so i I think that's why he's he's, he's considered really great to me
3: and the thing of it is is the he 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 had this outlaw Persona to him mean you had the on the one hand he was doing his thing in rap, but then he was crossing over into Hollywood so that made him a bigger star when he went to jail that just within because at the time I was I to say I was fifteen when he went to jail. That just made him a uh, release on, on the West coast that made him a bigger um a bigger icon in rap like he he was out there always in uh, having one issue here or there dealing with the police that he got uh, the Dan Quill thing that was huge where they were talking about his music and being uh, spoken of by uh, the vice president the court case where the guy tried to plead uh, Tupac maybe kill someone That's so it, it, it was just this whole legend and outlaw about pop. And then when he gets out of jail and the whole East Coast, West Coast, Biggie versus Tupac beat, that was that was what people talked about with music, and especially with hip hop. So that was the biggest thing at the time. And he was the biggest artist at the time. And he got shot five times, lived, shot in the head lived so people were just uh pe- people were just uh really just big putting this person up to legendary status and then a year later he's dead and people are saying that he's not really dead and he's hiding out in cuba with a side of shakur and all this <laughs> other bullshit he died on some on uh oh just yes, chuck d put well it's attributed to chuck d i don't know if he really did it but chuck d put out this list all these um, superstitious voodoo things about why he ain't dead, how he died on September the thirteenth, how he lived seven days. It was, it was it was it was this whole this whole thing that was on the internet. And then on top of that, since Tupac died, you've had all the imitators. You've had a DMX. You had a Ja Rule. You had a Fifty Cent that all got their uh, have their persona based on Tupac. So that's how he. He's risen to this legendary status.
1: Yeah, well, uh, well, all right. Um, I just wanted to ask, one of the parts that I thought was very interesting in the movie, uh, somebody brought up the Nigel character, Haitian Jack uh, is the guy. And there's a song on the Machiavelli album, the last song on the album, where Tupac raps about him and a couple other people. And... To me, I, w- I kind of wanted the movie to go. I know it wouldn't, but I wanted them to go a little deeper. Or at least, it kind of just throws it out there that uh, Nigel is his real name. How he's connected? He's got all these connections that he can literally almost kind of walk from this whole thing. Uh, but you know, you come to find out this guy was a you know he's an informant for the government. Uh, there's a whole just crazy story about this dude, and I just thought it was interesting if they would show like. He's obviously, he just looked like he's some big drug dealer dude, but he obviously had a lot more stuff going on because he kind of alludes to, like, he got judges in his pocket or something. Like, how would a guy like that get that situation and show some of the other connections that that guy has? You know, it's connected to uh, Wyclef and a couple other people. But uh, I, I, I thought that whole part was very interesting. Even the part with the young lady uh, and the whole rape thing w- was crazy to me. I was like, I could see how... Again, he's making these bad decisions. I can see how a brother would, a chick walk up to you like that. You gonna get caught up, like? Because <laughs> I was in the theater. Everyone's like, God, God. I was like, Yeah, yeah. You be up in the club. Give me that honey, love. I'm like, Man, shh, <laughs> sh- yeah. And then you going back, and the and your boys is up there. Everybody's up there, and the girl coming back. Again, not making bad decisions—you probably shouldn't be around those. First, first of all, you wouldn't be around those types of people. And I thought it was interesting that they showed Biggie warn him, "Hey, man, you better watch yourself around these guys. These guys ain't nothing to fuck with."
2: Oh, that was on the—they uh, were on the movie set, right uh, above the rim set. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, I think it was when they was in the club originally, or something, or maybe not. But you could tell, like uh-huh. even, even Biggie was like not really trying to. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, how you doing? Okay. You know, not really. You know, the the other the other part is the, the rumor is that that guy actually was uh, extorting Puffy, in them, which is why they're so scared of him. Uh, which is why they were there when the shooting happened. Um, but you know, again, they didn't want to go into that. But I just think that all that stuff was very interesting. But to me, I look at this movie, and you know, what I take away from it is it shows a young man who just made a whole bunch of bad decisions. But yes. It was like. One, he was so young, but two my main takeaway, he didn't have a male role, a real male role model to give him informed things to, to make decisions on. He just made the best. De- he made bad decisions choosing from only these limited things he had to choose from. You know what I mean? Like, he made the best decisions probably he could have made, but they were all faulty because his whole situation was wrong. He didn't have a dad to, to, to really guide him. So, and then his mom is got issues. So, if you're in prison, if you, you failed, right, and you're in prison, and his choice is to either, you know, you're not supposed to go with death row. It should because he's evil or something going on there. But what's his option? To sit in jail with killers? you know so it's like he's got he's gonna make the best decision from the worst of situations and that's to me the whole movie which is about a young man who made a whole bunch of bad decisions uh and here's why he made those bad decisions
2: well Uh, let let me ask you this so uh the scene where um they're in vegas and with the uh the death row crew and and the guy says oh you remember the the dudes that uh that that jumped me uh, back back wherever uh, they're right around the corner right. and they're, they're, in this, they're in the casino. So if he had said, "Listen, I'm not gonna get caught up in that. I'm sorry to hear about your chain," but I, <laughs> would he have been? You think he would have been? Um, Killed? He would have been handled by Suge for not because I remember when Suge in in the scene where Suge was uh, when when the guy first came in talking about they they jumped me blah blah blah. Where the fuck was y'all at? Right, <laughs> to, to right, right. So if, if if Tupac had decided to keep his nose clean, would Suge have then, you know, pointed him out? Say, OK, I'm not. Because they, they did uh, Snoop dirty just because Snoop said, I want us to be together. Sure,
1: unified. sure. I, I, I personally, well, just from just off of the movie, if he hadn't have said nothing, I don't think he would. I don't think Suge would have said nothing to Pac about it because it had nothing to do with Tupac. All those other dudes are there to be the muscle. now, if you now
2: would he would he still have been dead? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) regardless, (laughs) he still would have got shot. In the movie, they portrayed him. Suge was saying, "Yo, Pac, calm down." Uh Oh, and Tupac, did that really happen like that? Yep, I would assume that that was real footage
1: because that was real
2: surveillance footage. To me,
1: Tupac is the money. You're not gonna want your money out there acting stupid. That's why he got all them people around him.
2: No, I got you. I, I understand. I'm saying, I, I found that, I thought that was made up because I was thinking, okay, Pac is now inviting bad decisions. If he's going to want to lead the troops over there to beat this guy down. Yeah, he was just stupid. Though. He was stupid. Well, that, and, and see, that's that's another theme of this film I wish it had been played up more because I always thought of Pac as, what well, little I knew of him, really a charming guy a well-educated guy at one point i thought he went to juilliard i don't know but i know he went to performing schools it wasn't like he grew up in the worst situations well
4: actually he did he did
2: as you saw in the movie (laughs) well i'm just telling you what what i i'm not saying what i was told was correct but i i thought i've heard people say as i was growing up and hearing uh, about tupac that it wasn't like he was out in them streets and he was a thug and it, that's a that's an image that he tried to cultivate later on. Oh, okay. But he really had a middle class life. That's what I was told. Right. I don't know.
1: And the movie showed you he had a very different upbringing, right? He he, he well I don't, my, my, he was my, born my in prison. I think his mom was okay. pregnant in prison. Uh his But that's not got, my point. My, okay, forget well, that. Well you were saying he had a better point, he had a better childhood. I'm just saying the movie showed you he didn't have a better okay, childhood. I was wrong I was wrong about that.
2: But okay. my point is is that he was a he was a charming person. He was he intelligent, was, very he, much. Right, okay, right, right, right. So I think what I would have liked to have seen more of is why did he go down that road? And 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 it, I think that scene where it was very dramatized when when Suge was in the suit looking pimped out and uh, hey, how, how you think about this? We got you. Here's how's that? How's that? Can you sign this contract now? Give me a pen. I like that scene, but. And it it showed me, I was like, what else is he supposed to do? Like you said, Mike. But I just didn't get a sense again of why did he drift so far?
1: To Ooh, right. I, I guess to me it was just, again, he didn't have no male role models and he was raised by a single, and I'm not shitting on him, I'm just saying like he was raised by a single mother in some of the most uh, fucked up situations. So by the time he's to the point where he's signing that contract, he's already been made so many bad decisions that he's, now he's got to make even worse decisions because he's compounded. So, who would sign a napkin without any lawyer representation, right? But he's so naive, obviously. He's very naive through the whole movie because his whole money situation is always fucked up. Right,
2: right I got you. I, what I'm trying to say is that, I, like I said, I understand he had to make a bad decision to get out of jail to improve his position. What I'm saying is, even though he grew up a single mother, he, he, he came up a certain way, he had a certain mentality. I don't I didn't see what made it. I understand why he signed with death row, but I didn't see why he would be the guy leading the pack to go beat this guy's ass. And in that in that, um, in that dinner scene, they did a close up of his face. when, when Shug, oh, oh, Let me let me just get this out. When Suge was shoving the food on that guy's face, they did a close up on Pac's face and he looked like, man, what the fuck is all this? Right. And that was good. I like that. But then I'm like, well, then Bitch. why did that guy go and get into? He's looking for trouble now. That's well. Again, well, yeah, my it, answer. It,
1: my answer again to you again. And you know that I got your point. Uh-huh. i am saying? My answer is because he didn't have no male role models. That's to me what I got from the movie. Because when you look at a man or a boy, and he wants to just prove himself and be the toughest guy in the room, it's usually because he don't have any male to temper that sort of. Messed up type of attention grabbing And when you have a guy that has been raised by women and Usually very emotional And do things for attention That's why he will try to stand up And be a tough guy amongst tough guys Because a real a, 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 a young man raised with some sort of sense Well one You wouldn't need the tough guy to validate yourself But he needed to be validated all the time That's why he always kept talking about, I want to be real Even though he was really a soft type of kid But because he was in the streets and he only saw the toughest sort of survive. And he, he felt like that was what he had to do. Because why would you get with Death Row? Well, that's why he got with him, because he thinks that that means he's powerful or something. That's why Jada's questioning him, like, what are you doing? That ain't really you.
2: But he I felt thought like. He got he, with Death Row because he wanted to get out of jail.
1: Well, he does. But again, you asked the question, why would he be the one to lead the charge? I'm saying that's why he, he also <laughs> has this about him, right? He wasn't that person in the beginning of the. He um, wasn't, at, at but I am saying would, when you're raised but, and you don't have nothing to tell you otherwise, yeah. All his his only role model at the beginning was that uh, lucky or the drug dealer dude that came flex. flex. And you saw what happened in that interaction, right? When he was a young man, he gave him some money, said, help you with your kid," and then immediately jumped into the most violent beatdown right in his face. <laughs> Those are his role models, right? And then he goes, <laughs> his his mom sends him away to a whole other right. city. And he says the day they got there, you're walking up the stairs, somebody's getting shanked and murdered right in front of him.
2: But We still never see, what I'm saying, it, at that point in his life, from that point to roughly when he meets, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the film, to like halfway through, we don't see Pac acting out like he does when he signs with Death Row.
3: Well, and that's a failing of the story because there's a very famous... Uh, Tupac was supposed to be in Medicine Society, except he decided to whip the director of Medicine Society's ass and then oh. got on television. uh the, wait, what what wait. It, so TV. I don't know this story. What story? What is this? Yeah, Tupac well, was Googles. supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know old Dog, Lorenz Tate? Of course. character? Yeah. That was yeah. supposed to be Tupac. No, I, 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 no, no,
1: that wasn't.
3: Wait. Oh, no. Well, he, anyway, he, he was Sharif.
1: He was supposed to be Sharif. Yeah. He didn't want to okay. be that Black Power character. That's why he.
3: Yeah, in the movie, and he whipped uh, one of the director's asses. That was and the Hughes brothers, right? Hughes, yes. And then he got on Yo MTV Raps, and Ed Lover literally had to uh, hold his mouth shut to say no, don't, in, don't criminate yourself that you actually committed assault on a movie set. Because so, he, he
1: went into that whole showboating thing that you see, you know, the leading he got to be. Oh, I'm a that nigga, and even John Singleton was standing there with him too. It's like, dude calm the fuck down like yeah. you don't have to be that guy and that's what i'm saying he's he's already doing that type of he wants to show out he's doing that i want to get attention so let me start <laughs> he's an over hyped up emotional type of dude that was just in a part of him i think to me actually i think it actually started after juice and you can sign and see the guy asking that in the movie do you think some of that you playing this character rubbed off on you That was the thing people always say when he was alive. It was like, after he played Juice, he thought he could be a... He he was like, he saw the reaction people had to that character on the screen. I'm going to act like that. And that's when he becomes the thug dude. If you go back and look at his first album, he wasn't the thug dude. He wasn't acting all crazy. It was when he saw people respond to that persona. Oh, I'm going to start to do that. And then I'm going to get the tats. And he becomes super thugged out. If you remember that old uh, Source cover story he had, there was the first one he showed the, all the, the tattoos, and he, was, he looked totally different from the first album. I was like, and he had the gun in his hand. I was like, the fuck? And you see the shit he was talking about in the article, and he had his guns out and stuff. I was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? But this was after Juice. He, he saw that this is what's working for me. So I'm going to be the thug dude. But again, that's, it's a guy who ain't got no role models to tell him otherwise. And he's being celebrated by acting that fool. And he's smoked out and high every day He says that in an article So he ain't in his right mind That's why when you see the interview framing When he's in prison He's almost a totally different dude He's real calm But if you actually watch the real interview He's super calm And he ain't acting all crazy And he even discredits all the thug life and shit He is talking about Because he knows it's stupid But when he's in the face of a real prison He don't want to be the thug no more, right? But then that's when But when he gets to, He gets out He goes right back To the shit He just discredited Which to me That's why I said He was a sellout Cause yeah, he He know it was stupid But this is the only way he's, he feels feel like He's gonna make it So let me go with The biggest thug Of them all And I'm gonna act like them I'm gonna be Bigger <laughs> thug than them And
3: if you listen To All Eyes On Me People were saying Like this is this, this is Tupac Playing a character that whole album, it's like that. There was none of none of Apocalypse Now, Me Against the World, Strictly for My Niggas, on All Eyes on Me at all. That was some West Coast bullshit gangster rap shit. He did it good, but it was some bullshit. Yeah, as I was say, he made bad decisions, man,
1: and that that hit him up and all that kind of stuff.
3: Well, yeah. I wouldn't say hit him up is a bad decision. That I, shit I, 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 I think,
1: think it is. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not dope, but he's dead. <laughs> Now I'm not saying he died because of that, but I'm just saying like you can't put yourself in all of this negative, <laughs> crazy energy and this shit. Not but I thought, wait, wait,
2: wait. You. I thought, I thought. Help me understand. I thought y'all <laughs> was saying beef was what made hip hop so great, right?
1: Okay, battle so rapping he, and he, but that's he goes beyond that to me. That's why I say it's too much. There are levels. When to you, it. you saw, when you saw, what he's you doing saw, in the movie. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Jada was like, "What about faith?" And he was like, "Casualty." Yeah, that's not it, battle. Like, damn. Yeah, you know, you don't You don't, brat, you, you don't put a, a married woman out there like that. That was that was foul.
1: Yeah, ain't no bad, Ain't got nothing to do with lyrics. But you know, I, like I said, He's an interesting character to me. As I, mean, I was gonna say you can look at it and you can see like, this is what happens, man. He came from a great place. I say, I love the fact that you know his mom was very militant and things of that nature. But again, you see crack coming to the picture. You know, having a role model coming to the picture. So even though he has some of the best uh, foundations, some knowledge type stuff, it's going to get twisted, and he's thrown out to the world to find his own way. And unfortunately, he's not thrown to uh, middle class America. He's thrown into the ghetto. You know, so he's going to have to adapt to the circumstances and he wants to be a star. So uh, he's going to latch on to the lowest hanging fruit, even though he's coming with that Shakespeare and he's very into reading and stuff. But he got twisted into some bullshit and he paid, he paid for his life with that shit, which is sad. Yeah. He could have been somebody great.
2: I, just, I I remember, um, and I asked this question before we started. Like I said, I I really wasn't into his his rhyming style or his flow, and I didn't really get into it until um, California Love. And I, I asked the question: Do you all think that his style changed, his flow changed, after he joined Death Row from when he was who was it Interscope? He was an Interscope before. Yeah, for right. me, I thought he had two
3: real flows there was the 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 laid back dear mama yeah that's the one I never understand you know and then he had that hyped up he only had to me I always say he only had two two flows he wasn't a very diverse rapper I agree I think his lyrical content changed because he was a good storyteller
1: yeah his his lyrical content changed I don't think his flow changed
2: you don't think his flow changed I listen to California to me I don't know. I I am not intelli- I'm not intelligent enough to speak the terminology or express myself, but in in the subject. But listening to how he flows on California Love, it just it's like oh I I, I, I like Ant just said it. His his flow before was for me it was just really laid back and the way he doubled his voice on the track all the time and. I just I want to feel it, but I just I'm gonna go back and listen to all the albums because I re- like I say this film got me interested to learn more about him, but I wasn't really feeling him until California Love. I gotta be honest with you. I mean he had some nice mel- some like uh, uh, Brenda's got a baby, uh, keep your head up. All that stuff was great from the musical standpoint, but I, I didn't really like his flow until um, I hate to say it when he signed with Death Row. Oh, the songs of oh, Death Row are dope. Gotta,
1: There's nothing to hate again I just don't like some of the. He sacrificed his pro black lyrical content and just spoke on right,
4: right. You know, don't get me wrong. shit.
1: But I think, again, I, Me Against the World to me is, is just as good, if not a better album, because of the flow and the content of what he's talking about. But I, don't see, a, I don't see a drastic I, 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 difference I, 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 in the I, 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 way that he raps,
2: though. Oh, okay. Well, we disagree there, but I I'm not signing off on the content of what he was putting on the death row. All right, I didn't take that. I'm on. just saying I, I found his de- I found his delivery more entertaining. Well,
3: you got to listen. In my opinion, you got to listen to "All Eyes on Me" last because yeah, that's to steal a line from Sean, You'll be all nigged out.
1: I think it's a brilliant I mean it's 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 a dope gangster rap out. I I'm not discrediting yeah, it at yeah, all. Definitely, definitely. It's just the content. But I understand why he made that content. If he's coming out of prison and you feel like people did you wrong, yeah, you're gonna probably be saying all that kind of shit. It makes sense to me. Uh it just say again, it's a bad decision, but I understand why he did it. I actually I listened to the Machiavelli album yesterday and listened to it in a while. Man, I forgot how dope that album really is. And he got some gangster shit on there. But he also got he, got he gets back To the shit that I love You know White man's world Yes uh, that All, one. all of yes. those songs Just like daddy And all that I was like This is that This is the guy Who would take you From both angles of it He can give you That war shit Battle shit Black power shit uh, sisters, where my sister? That one song. You use your mind if you feel you. I was like, this is like the shit I miss. It's a shame that he died, you know, before that comes out because it's like, man, he shows a more diverse picture of himself, and he was probably at the height of it. But then you listen to all the, you know, if you if you dig deeper, all those unreleased songs from that same period, and you hear it all, you know, but you hear. You hear the dear Mr. Presidents and, you know, very political type stuff. So it was so it's so much to talk about. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a lesson learned to me.
2: Okay, now now Q is going to be Q. I can say this. (sighs) There's a shock. Other problem I had (laughs) with the movie. I say it kind of jokingly, but it's true. I guess the casting call for all the women other than Deny Guerrero was uh, red bones only apply.
1: Mm, they all look good to me.
2: I ain't saying look good. <laughs> I was like, God, do I? <laughs> but I mean, like, really,
1: really. That's how cats was in the nineties, though. So that's a, probably a real a real situation.
2: Yeah, that's uh, wow. Well, <laughs> Whether you like it or not, but somebody who was, somebody who was raised with the Black Panthers and uh, pro black and raising a milit- pro black militant household, it struck me as odd that no none of the women could pass the uh, the brown bag test. Hey, you can find videos of him with white girls. Hey, he was all—he took them all, baby. Apparently not. There were no dark-skinned women in the making of this film. No dark-skinned women were harmed in the making of this. Well oh, no, nah, I, T- I don't think they had any... anything to do with it, huh? Tupac didn't have anything to do with this movie. No, I'm just saying. If, I'm just saying if, if that was. <laughs> I'm just. I, you don't know what that's you're <laughs> portrayed on screen as the, the women that were in the videos and in the parties and in the club that they were hanging out with. And they couldn't get one system my complexion up in there.
1: Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. The other thing I thought they really they they could have added in the movie uh, that he was married when he was in prison. To me, he uh, was. Yeah, you know, again, even, they don't mention it at all in there. But I just to Jones, that, Jones' daughter. No, 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 This is to a different girl. Uh, he gets. I don't know if he gets divorced or annulled to her right after he gets out of prison. But he, yeah, he was married. Uh, this is all like I said. If anything, I hope the the, the movie makes you just want to go. Let me go read these books, a book to really get the complete picture. But there was a lot that they didn't show. But it, you can't show everything; it's impossible.
2: Well, you put it. That's a good. You know, that's exactly what I'm saying. I I, I wish. I, like I, when I watched Straight of Compton, I felt like I learned a little bit more about uh, NWA and Dre, particularly. Um, yeah. Here, I, it, I'm like. Yeah, you showed me something, but you didn't really. I don't think you you just missed getting to the heart of this guy and what made him tick, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I agree with you, but I,
1: I feel straight of, only because I know Strata Compton is exactly the same thing, it has the same problems. Like, you making
2: Dre look like he's some kind of saint or something. <laughs> that was evil. No, no well, I don't know why you say that. I'm just, I thought it was a better made film. Oh, it is a better made film. I give
1: you credit. They both embellish and leave a lot out, though. Uh, and change things around it didn't, didn't really happen but it's a movie They're supposed to do that none of these movies are super factual i don't think any biopic is is any different i've you know arguably i'm did, sure they could say did you the like how, uh, go ahead
2: did you like how deny put your girl on lauren cohen she put her, her on maggie was in this movie say that again i'm walking dead
1: I'm oh, guessing Oh that right right Yeah and I, I'm glad They included that character Because I think she was Essential to who Tupac was They didn't go too deep Into it But I'm glad They put that character Into it
2: Oh that was a real character I, I don't know well, Yeah of course He's um, Yeah I he lived. <laughs> he lives with that lady The white woman Yes Okay all right. Yep.
1: I'm glad They put that in there. I, Oh I was say, I thought this, I, I thought it was hilarious That they had Money B play Money B
4: <laughs> the
1: guy with digital underground the little guy
2: oh uh, 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 uh. that was See, the real it's guy funny. what's funny is that, that was another frustrating thing for me this is all this is on me not the film but on me i want to know is that someone i should know is that someone like, like the character of nigel I, at first i thought he, he was is. one of the dirty huh
1: he that's what i say actually he is a very fascinating character you should know just on a true crime level uh, and you see how <laughs> connected that dude is and what he's about. Yeah, you should. He's inter- a lot of these characters are very interesting. And there's a lot deeper story. But I don't expect them to go into them. But yeah, you should know. Uh, the, a lot of the guys that were standing with Tupac, the outlaws and all those, those were the real guys.
2: But you, I, I wanted to know their names so I, I could put a face to the history that I'm seeing in this movie. You know, yeah. like was be- uh, I, I, I was hoping that, like. Y'all gonna laugh at me, but I was, when he goes to the West Coast, was like, was one of those guys. Nate Dog was one of them. Warren G was one of them. All these cats that you know hung out with, um, with Suge. I, I wanted, I wanted to know who was playing who, and I, I didn't know who a lot of those people were in the yeah. film, uh, being portrayed in the film. No, I agree. I thought right? they made Snoop, like, they made, they need, they made Snoop look like a punk when he came off that plane, though. When he said, oh, you ain't riding with us." I me mean, and he's like oh well okay I'm like really come on you know what's funny that scene they got that scene
1: from uh you can look it up on youtube snoop was on Sway's show and that was the first time he told that story and they 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 got that verbatim from that that's how they did that i think they actually even say that. that's where they got it from that really did happen like that
2: he put on this pittsburgh steelers cat. i thought he i'm like wow they man they made him look bad
1: yeah, S- Snoop said he was scared as fuck.
2: Well, that, the actor deserves accolades because he sure, yeah. <laughs> he came across. <laughs> and why Snoop repping Pittsburgh anyway? Why? Snoop's been a Steeler fan forever. Was okay, I didn't know. I didn't, yeah. I didn't. See, I feel like the white guy saying the wrong thing right now.
1: <laughs> you said you feel like the white guy? <laughs> Hilarious.
2: Like white guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't Bro- say, guy.
2: huh? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs>
1: All right, I think we've said enough about Pog. Definitely go check out the movie. Um, I was gonna look. Uh, I-, I hope that it can at least get to number three. I was just a big movie, the summer movie oh. madness. There's no way it's going to beat Cars or Wonder Woman, but hopefully right. it gets a good enough showing. Yes, sir.
2: Okay, let me. I died laughing. Trailers. <laughs> they showed. Okay. They showed Chadwick Boseman's face. And I was like, oh, is this a trailer for Black Panther, a new trailer? And I'm like, I know this is not Chadwick Bozeman playing yet another historical Negro. And I'm like, he's <clears throat> running through the whole encyclopedia. Did y'all see the trailer for Marshall? I didn't in see those trailers. I didn't see the Chadwick Bozeman's playing Thurgood Marshall now. Man, he's getting his checks, ain't he? I mean, is there not. Another black actor who can play someone who actually lives Nope. (laughs) So he did. He did uh, Jackie Robinson. Uh, Who's the other one he did? Uh, James James Brown.
1: Brown. I'm like Black Panther, Thurgood Marshall. I ain't mad at him. I'm talking about real people. (laughs) I'm like, if you play to the black, if you you play to yeah, social media, (laughs) Black (laughs) Panther. They pumping him up more than they do Tupac. Shit. But now I hear what you're saying.
4: Yes.
2: That Frederick Douglass biopic, Chadwick's getting ready for that right now. He 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 getting his Cornell West hair done right now.
1: <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Get your paper.
2: Ah, uh, that's that's crazy. Well,
1: who, who's making a movie? Do you know or?
2: I, I I never I, I have no idea. Okay. And then Josh Gad is in it. I'm like, wow. Who who is that? He's the comedian, comedic actor. He did the voice of that he snowman and bad. Frozen. He is painful. He was in the Kevin Hart movie uh, Wedding... What was it? The Wedding Crashers? Uh, I never saw
1: it. Okay, I have to look him up.
0: Not funny at all. Uh, He's kind of funny. Bullshit. Okay.
1: Just real quick and we'll finish the Tupac here. Uh, Friday estimates at the box office. I'm I'm impressed. It was uh, number two. Uh, 12 million for Friday. Cars was 19. Uh, Wonder Woman was 10.
2: Oh, cars has come out already.
1: It came out Friday as well. Yeah. Cars three came out. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be number one movie, of course.
2: But uh, oh, did, not did, bad. Did any, y'all have, did any of y'all have a have a police presence in your theaters like they did for Straight Outta Compton? You know, I think there
1: was one in there actually. Uh, yeah, I noticed there was a person standing on the side, so I'm assuming that was some sort of security guard. I thought that was kind of corny. I was fuck
2: out of here. I was sweating because I thought I hope they're not searching in this theater that I'm going to.
1: Oh, <laughs> go. I been... Jesus <laughs> <laughs> So let me so you were packing in the theater?
2: Let me ask you a question.
4: <laughs> I Wait, just asked you what? a question. How you...
3: no, 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 no. how <laughs> many I'm... black
2: people were in that theater? <laughs> I'ma answer your question with, with a, a question. What a question. Thanks. <laughs> when you when you applied for your driver's license, did you not start driving your car? Uh, was he driving yeah. to?
3: Was, uh, okay. was he going to drive in movies? Was he driving into the restaurant? Was he going into the work <laughs> right, drive I, 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 like, I take I have
1: my, my car where I'm supposed to mm. be. But, okay,
2: go ahead. I said well, yes. I, I, see, I no, i will what Ann was trying to do. It doesn't <laughs> work on any level. But yeah, so why wouldn't I avail myself of my permit?
1: Okay, so is, yes, that, uh, is that a yes to my question? Or?
2: The answer is yes.
1: Okay, thanks. Well, yeah, a long way around that. I mean, I don't know why you even need to ask the question. Well, because I, I was ignorant. I want to know the answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. you keeping it, keeping it, uh,
2: gangster. <laughs> yeah,
1: You're ready to do some POC stuff, huh? Get
2: popped off of See, was, duty. And there was a, um, duty sitting, <laughs> sitting next to me, there was a, a white woman sitting next to me. And, uh, I think she, well, it was, she was with a mixed crowd. So I don't know mm-hmm. what her story was, but. Damn when the Digital Underground track came on, she was like Bobbing her head And I'm like, okay, okay oh, Is that something wrong? <laughs> you get kind of scared, you might have to pull her <laughs> I don't understand No, I'm just saying, I did not know white people w- Were on the POC like that back in the Digital Underground days
1: Oh <sighs> <laughs> Maybe they were in the Digital Underground <laughs> I don't think anyone they, knew POC was in that At that time
2: That's but, my point, exactly Huh? Okay <laughs> I didn't know white folks were in the digital underground. What's so hard about? Oh, you okay? Well,
1: I I was just asking why wouldn't they be, but you're right. Who knew white folks like hip hop?
2: I didn't think hip. (laughs) Billboard. (laughs) I didn't think hip hop was uh, mainstream at that point.
0: Humpty Dance was
2: huge, man. Okay, no no argument here. (laughs) He was hilarious. What is? Let, okay, I'm not listen. All right, go ahead, y'all. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> all right, there you go, Tupac. All right, what else is going on, man? We were God. We were really damn. We we talked almost as long as the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's change it up for a quick fight and regroup. Uh, Amber Rose. Amber Rose. Remember Rose? Uh, I believe this. Happened, maybe this was last week, but she kind of blew up the internet with her picture that was released on Instagram, where she had her J out on display. Uh, and was a, was a picture for feminine rights or to hype up the slut, slut walk? I'm not quite sure. Uh, it was definitely. I I looked at it. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but I see a funny thing here. Uh, and this is from one of the most reputable websites on the uh, internet. I think um, maybe Amazon, made by these guys out, Uh dot com. Uh, they got a headline here that says, "Where's his post-divorce Bay? Chris Rock shoots his mid-range jumper under Amber Rose's thirst trap." And what do they mean by that? Uh, there is another picture that Amber Rose has where she. Uh, has like a pink outfit on and she's got her back arch and her booty's like, Badow! and she's smiling. Uh, very innocent picture. <laughs> the caption that she puts on this, it says, when he's over six foot two, has a big dick and a lot of money. And then she does a smiley face emoji and set by Fashion Nova. Well, apparently, Chris.
3: Wait, wait, wait! wait. That is, emoji has dollar signs in it, and the it? tongue is a dollar bill. Oh, yes. you know I'm what does. it does?
1: So she's letting you know, she's about that paper. And if you got a big dick and a lot of money, you got a chance. And you're six <coughs> two. You got a chance. Now, apparently, Chris Rock, you know, famous comedian. Uh, Q, you quote Chris from time to time, correct? Uh huh. Okay, so Chris. <laughs> Uh he apparently follows Amber, I guess, following her stuff, so Chris wrote back with a response. He says, "What about two out of three <laughs> and uh hey, man, we know that Chris is divorced now uh he is he does have a young lady that he takes a lot of pictures with, and she's beautiful as well, but should we be mad at this I mean, you know
2: Matter what, what is my a man heart?
1: shooting shooting his shot to a known uh, gold digger. Thought, uh, th- thought, some would say I don't know. hoe. I, I ain't gonna go that far, but he, he, Mark says hoe. Well, what
2: thought is that hoe over there, right? <laughs> so y'all said, y'all her hoe.
1: <laughs> oh, is I don't know you you. What's the terminology, sir?
2: You didn't know what thought's done for.
1: Oh, I didn't know a man hoe, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Well, uh, then it's the same, stuff. same difference. Um, well, let's look at it, Michael. You know, she's on on Instagram or wherever the fuck she is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you six t- two. You got money and a big dick. What's up? <laughs> what's the operative key there? Money, money okay, and dick. So, so in the other words, you know, you six You rolling? Got some some dollars?
4: And a big I'm gonna dick. I'm going to
0: pay for y- and, and a big Johnson. <laughs> I'm going to pay for you fuck out of here please
1: <laughs> well at least if I guess Chris is saying shit I got two out of three of them can I get up can I get a
0: turn
2: go ahead Chris.
0: go ahead Chris do what you do man
2: if he was serious he would not have put that out on, on Twitter exactly yeah. how you know <laughs> that's true divorce <laughs> F- what, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of you don't know him you don't, <laughs> you don't know, know you get down. what kind of game is that? Is that game uh, I don't <laughs> know
0: when you got money do you need it <laughs>
2: Right. What I'm saying is, you
0: famous in money, yeah. I mean, Sterling ain't six two. I bet he could get that.
1: Oh,
0: I went there. I went there. (laughs) You said you went there. I went there. Here we go. Here you go.
2: (laughs) I'm just saying, why would you put your thirst out there in public form? If you want to holler at a holler at a book, I don't know if that was thirst, but you know, can I get a shot? Two out of three ain't bad. What did he say? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, he said what about two out of three?
2: That's not thirsty. I, 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 I kind of agree. Does. I agree. I, it, I, I think I it think is
1: thirsty to me. Serious. He may be what? joking, but it it just looks funny. That's all.
2: Yeah.
1: I would assume my my thing is is I, I would I must my assumption as he's like a higher caliber, you know, so celebrity type of thing. He's Been in the game for quite a long time. I would just be a little shocked that he would even be like sort of openly flirting or playing around with Amber Rose. But I know the game is different. I understand that thirst sometimes <laughs> trumps sense. Uh, and hey. This is true. That, that guy, I think he, he actually threw a shot to. Uh, what's the other young lady that was married to Carmelo Anthony?
4: Uh, Lala? Lala?
1: Yeah, Lala, he was on the Wendy Williams or some TV show. He openly was like, hey, yeah, I'm not married right now. I know she ain't with her man. I'm trying to holler.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, Chris, stay in <laughs> your lane, man. So, I that's, mean, kinda, Chris, that's really That's kind of sad. And now, now, now you bad. may
1: think he's joking. I don't know, but you know, Chris is. A, I don't know what Chris would do. Apparently, he he don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> it must have been a minute for the boy. Apparently, damn.
2: <laughs> but uh, hey, yeah, that, okay. <laughs> he said okay. <laughs> it's just kind of sound. kind of <laughs> desperate if he's if he's at all serious. <laughs>
4: but, <clears throat> not not a good one. I
3: don't
2: know about desperate, but okay. Hey, uh, it's you. like like Pac said in the movie. I can get any woman I want. Why would I rape this shit? Why would I rape anybody? You know, he can have any woman he wants. Why is he sounding so desperate? Jokes or not?
3: I don't <laughs> we'll, we'll just agree to this. Juicy,
2: man,
1: Juicy you got you crazy, man.
2: Sound like he's taking a shot. He like, Psh. hey, man. It's
0: Juicy. like he's taking a shot, jokingly. And he can save face if it doesn't work out. I was just joking around, right? Because I know if she she answers back, yeah,
1: (laughs) he'd be like, "Oh shit, (laughs) nigga!" Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Cue me the same way. Don't let let all that pro whatever talk. Amber Rose respond to one of his tweets. He'd be the first one hitting us all up. Look who
4: liked me. Look.
1: I mean, it won't matter. It won't matter that she light-skinned then Yeah, we? sure won't Where's all the dark skins <laughs> at? Oh, hey, man You know, I've been in this business for 52 years, man Listen, <laughs> I work with B.T. I'm going to work with sh- no, I'm just fucking with you, man
2: Whatever, man <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I will say uh, uh, I've was working. i been working with the 76ers for the past couple weeks And Here we go. one dropped. of the interviews I, I had to edit Is one with Amber Rose See? <laughs> She does look good. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm not Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's scary women need love too, Q. Come on. <laughs> and I'm willing to give it to him.
1: I uh, hear you go. What happened to see I said all the black power you're thrown out the window? Juicy.
2: Hey man, I'm the one out? saying Leslie Jones don't look that bad.
1: Yeah, you also the cool. one also <sighs> one. Uh, well, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you hold that one. I had to think about I'll that. I was like, oh wait, wait, oh shit. I'll hold it. I not know, you probably do more than that. Q's like, I'll tear that. Ah! Anyway.
2: I, I sometimes I can see past Uh-oh. physical beauty and see something else.
1: You, you definitely seeing a lot pass on that. No doubt. All right. Let me let me save you from that. Um interesting story. Save save me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'm trying to save you. Uh Amazon. Is in the news. Oh, uh, yes. They bought uh, taking whole f- over foods for, was it $13.3 billion?
2: Dollars? Wow. Why?
1: That's a major acquisition.
2: Why? Did you say why? Why? Why does Amazon want to get into the grocery business?
0: Because yeah, Amazon but, is a global domination business, man. But they, yes, their, they model,
2: do. Their, their model is delivered. What are you going to start delivering kale now? I don't no, know. They've think.
0: already been delivering, uh, they, they deliver
2: know.
3: groceries now.
2: Yeah, man, that ain't new. I didn't know that.
3: Okay.
1: All yeah. Uh, Amazon has who's ordering groceries on Amazon. <laughs> right. You'd be surprised. Uh, now, I don't know if this is if it's national yet, but here locally they have Amazon Fresh, but they have a service where it's not a delivery. It's where you actually order it online or on your phone or whatever. And then you drive up to the place and they have people standing out there and it will put your groceries in your trunk for you and you're gone. I, I would assume they're going to roll that out across the country. But yeah, Amazon is definitely—they uh, te- as he said—they're the everything store. They're gonna take over everything, uh,
3: and so. just just read it. it just it, to me, it seems like a smart move because it, they were trying to roll out this Amazon Fresh uh, marketplace, and there's a lot of—I'm sure there's a lot of expenses associated with building up a franchise of grocery stores and buying Whole Foods, which I can't believe is worth thirteen billion dollars. That oh, okay. that was shocking. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I didn't know hipsters ate that much.
2: I be be they they man, said they bought it,
1: over the market value for it. They paid
2: over the Clearly, market they, yeah. get <laughs> your, I can't believe it. I, talk-
3: I, I was shocked by that. But the fact that now they, they have these brick and mortar stores across the nation. They got probably right. all of the equipment there. It's not all about just changing the exterior and getting the Amazon fresh thing to it to me i'm like okay that's a good buy that makes sense for amazon because now you because it probably is going to cost them more to get that number of i think it was 417 stores it's going to cost them more than 13 billion
2: probably to to set up 417 stores yeah i just i am i'm I'm blown away that Hey, clearly i'm wrong but i would never think to go grocery shopping on amazon Right. But you would probably,
1: 10 years ago, you probably never thought to do a lot of things on Amazon, which are just
2: second nature now. Yeah, but I mean, buying, like, if I want to buy a steak or some fish, I'm not going to Amazon. I want to go to the store where I can see it and know that it's fresh. I
1: I don't disagree with you, but I'm telling you. uh, Now, I've actually worked at Amazon (laughs) Fresh Place before a few nights, uh, and uh, they've been doing this for over 10 years. Uh, so they're playing the long run with this already. But uh, I see it here locally. Uh, I was, I said the same th- thing as you said, but, uh, you know, we have Safeway here is another grocery store. They do delivery and Amazon.
2: Safeway. we got those here.
1: Yeah. Amazon has, <laughs> has changed the game because people do order their groceries. Not only do they do the delivery, but again, now they're even switching it up to say, So they're trying to appeal to people like what you're saying, like, I don't it's not fresh. So their thing is like, well, if we can convince you to think that you actually come pick it up at the store, you're thinking that it might be more fresh. So that's why I started this other thing where people just drive up and the guy just hands you everything you already told him to pick, which is which kind of tells you, hey, it's fresh. We just got it ready for you right now. Uh, But I always say never count out. Amazon, because a lot of the stuff that we think we would never do, that's their whole job is to sit there and try to figure out how to make it so you would do it. And they've you've, you've looked at them, they've shown you that they know how to do that. And so th- I'm shocked, not shocked that they're going to do it with this. They're probably going to do so many other things that we would think we would never order online. But obviously, that's their whole business is to disrupt and do things, make you do things you would never be <coughs> comfortable doing.
2: Right. But that's, so that's what they do. So how is this gonna work? So there's a Whole Foods, 15 minutes from me right now. Mm-hmm. So if I, so what's the what's the model gonna be? I go on Amazon, uh, I want some olives and some milk and some bread and eggs. I go and order on Amazon, and they do and they drive it to me from the Whole Foods or?
1: Well, you know the answer to that is that's one possibility. Again, the other possibility is no, you just come to the Amazon store and pick the shit up. But we just, <laughs> but we just own the store now, so we own Honestly. every aspect of whatever you oh, want to do. So the Amazon
2: store, you're talking about the Whole Foods right. store, yeah. yeah. So if I, I'm going there anyway, why wouldn't I just go there? And, that doesn't make any sense. Well, well to no, me. it makes sense no, because, because you're they own it.
1: Time. <laughs> I'm just saying they own it. It's just the same way why they're opening bookstores all over the country, right? They done already, they already done took over the book game. But there's still yeah. some people that want to buy books in the store, and no, we don't put all the other bookstores out of business. What we gonna do? Open a bookstore, <laughs> but we own it, and the yeah, money's coming so. to us. We gonna the th- do the same thing with groceries.
3: The other thing, the other thing they were talking about is that buying these stores and having these um, these, these stores that has all of this product, it allows them to to make more faster deliveries because yeah. they're trying, like you said, they're trying to get people. They're trying to sell same day, day day and day. You. Buy you buy something that you can get it that day, or you can come get it that day. So opening up these more stores is when you ordering. Like for me, I need Ethernet cable. So now they got a whole they got a Whole Foods uh, store in Los Angeles where they got five, six, seven of them. Now they have a place where they actually have stock of product that they can now ship to you that same day, or you can come pick it up. And that's what they're looking at. Yeah, they're looking at,
2: and at the same time, they're selling product out of those stores
3: within the hour.
2: You can order it within the hour and can pick it up in the hour. Uh, I'm just going to say two things. When I go shopping, maybe this is just me, I want to I get my apples, my bananas, my grapes. I want to look at them joints and make sure, okay, that doesn't have a brown spot. That doesn't have this. Okay, that piece of – that salmon right there. No, give me the one in the back there. Right. Now, uh, the the, the steak over – and and Amazon has proven themselves fallible by, with this whole drone thing that didn't take off. So
1: it's uh, still in active development. They're, they got they're dealing with the FAA to get that passed now. That that ain't over.
3: And drone is not the same as with the business model that they're doing here. I mean, you, you don't trust with salmon and apples. Don't buy salmon and apples. No, a box of cereal. You can get a box of chips. You can get
2: a box of pasta. Right, but okay, but good point. That's a good point. I can see that. However, I'll say, if I'm saying, oh, I'm not gonna get my apples there, but I'm gonna get my cereal there. I'm like, well, fuck it. Let me just go there. So I'm gonna gotta go there anyway and get all my shit.
1: Well, I mean, and and you'll still be able to do that. They'll just own the store. That's my whole point.
3: And then the other thing is, is that you can pre-order. I mean, like, like you were saying, you, you pick out the things that you want and don't have it for you at the store. So, like, you get there. You already got the stuff that you ordered online that's set and ready for you. Now you might want to get sand, And you want to, like you say, choose that and make sure it's good and then get everything and go. Yeah, it's, it's again, well, it's, like, a, it's,
1: a, uh, it's a limited viewpoint because, again, I always say you have to look at the, Amazon is not looking at what you would do today. That ain't why they spent $13 billion. They're looking at what would happen 10 years from now, (laughs) right? So their whole point is to convince you to trust them to do whatever they want you to do. And that you'll never ask that question in 10 years. You'll never ask yourself that. You don't trust them to buy apples for them and pick them for you. They're going to have that retail store sitting there. So for the ones who hold out like UQ, you will trust them. Because if you do go to whole stores and it's an Amazon store, you know, oh, they know what they're doing. So when they do ask you 10 years from now to say, oh, we can actually send you that apple. We'll send it to you a little cheaper. Send it to you for free, actually. We won't charge you.
4: <laughs> right? We're not going to charge you for
1: the shipping. And you don't have to come in the store. You're going to been convinced that you trust them enough because you don't been there. And that that brand has built so much trust for you that you're not going to bat an eye to order those apples or whatever it is that you had a resistance to before. That's what they're thinking. They're not thinking about what you would do today. You're actually not even probably somebody they were trying to convince. Because, again, in, in 10 years from now, is the customer they want. And it's just really the guy who didn't bought the Kindle, who didn't been buying books on their website, who've been buying movies, who's been an Amazon Prime member and all these other things. And they don't bat an eye to Amazon. They trust the brand. So when Amazon say, hey, we selling hamburgers and we deliver hamburgers on a drone to you. That dude is already so invested and it's only available to Amazon Prime members anyway, they're not going to bat an eye. They're going to try it at least once or twice and if it's the same quality that they expect from Amazon, Amazon won. Trust me, that's their whole business model. You can look at Everything they do has been built on it. So they're not tripping about what somebody's not going to do. They know people weren't buying books when they first opened up. But their whole intention was to never open a bookstore. Their intention was to open a Walmart and sell everything but they knew it was going to take time to convince people to trust them to do all that.
0: And Walmart sucks.
1: And then what is Walmart doing right now today? Trying to convince their employees to deliver packages on their way home <laughs> to customers <laughs> that ordered on their website. I'm not bullshitting. It's a, that is a news story. Why? Because they want to be like Amazon. Because <laughs> people ain't walking in that store. I
3: had no idea.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So trust me, they ain't thinking about what's today. They're thinking about what's going on tomorrow.
3: Wow. I, I, I think. Mike, I, you need to take that back. They want them to deliver those packages after they pick up their food stamps, is what you <coughs> talked about. <stamps. laughs>
2: see, I think the model is, and, and my wife is, I, I'm a gangster, but she's she's all for it. This, uh, the blue apron model. I could see investing in that. I think that's where it's going to go, where you have, you pay a week, weekly or monthly fee, and they drop ship the food to you in a container that's um, insulated. And you can make, and then you make you make your own. It's pre it's prepackaged food that you can then cook. Yeah, but it's, it's okay. dropped on your I, house. Okay, wait a minute, Q. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait
3: a minute. What? You're not feeling Amazon sending you apples and meat, but you're cool with this blue apron. I just said, said I don't. I
2: said That's not, I, weird. I said I did not buy off on it, but my wife is sold on it. Yeah, I, it's all about
1: what you trust and. You know, what's convenient and all of that. And again, uh, these brands spend a lot to make you trust what they're doing and, and to buy into what's going on. And uh, so when they buy a Whole Foods, you know, when they buy a lot of these different things, you're always like, whoa, what are they doing? But again, you always got to remember they want to do everything, man. Uh, I actually just finished reading the, the Everything Store book about Jeff Bezos. And, you know, his real end goal is to get the space. The only reason he's doing all of this shit—I know it sounds crazy—but the only reason he's doing all of this is that he can have enough money that he can build these rockets to go to space.
2: White privilege. White privilege. Uh,
1: To do well, he wants. He wants. He wants to. He wants to to do like space travel. You know, going to different planets and stuff like that. But that was his dream as a child, and that's his ultimate end goal. Uh, He actually owns. He said, has a company. I don't think it's SpaceX. I think that's the other guy. Maybe it is SpaceX. But if you pay attention to them, those companies are doing different test rockets, firing off all the time and, and discovering new technology. And he, says in, he said it, it's, it's quoted. This is the reason why he's doing what he's, to get enough money so he can do that. That's his real passion. And he's, he's just doing this business. There's no other way I can fund and be in that position if I don't have an empire and I got unlimited money. So. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what he wants to do. It's his money. Sure. Yeah. I, make it happen.
1: He's a very smart dude, too. He's a very hardcore, cutthroaty, make you cry at work type dude, but I guess that's how he got to be who he is. You're not fucking around. But anyway, Amazon. Shout out to Amazon. Shit. Amazon pays, pays by my bills here. <laughs> so I ain't mad at <laughs> at all all right uh man let's get into something else let's see oh what's the uh basketball team that won the championship
0: warriors the warriors, State warriors.
1: so i guess there's a
0: they came out to play
1: there's a thing in the news <laughs> about the warriors not wanting to go see president trump is that right yep uh now is that a standard practice that teams go to the president i guess when they yes. win the championship does yes he give there. them a medal or something like what No,
0: they're just usually invited to come out, you know, hang with the president. It's not not
2: standard practice. It's
0: not an official practice, but it's pretty much standard. When was the last team that wasn't invited out there, man, from the major sports?
1: Is this the first time a team has rejected the offer?
0: As far as I know, as a complete team, this is the first time that's happened. As far as I know. The Patriots, uh, the New
2: England Patriots, all of them, some of them didn't go.
0: Yes, some of them didn't go. Was and that for Obama? Was,
2: was that Obama yeah. or Trump? Oh, it was Obama. Trump.
0: Was, on a was Trump. Trump.
2: Trump. It was this year, wasn't it? Well,
0: it's easier doing football because you got 49 people. Basketball, you got, what, 15? So, hmm. if they all decide as a group, we ain't going, so be it.
1: How do you guys feel about that? I want to start with Big Sexy.
0: Well, um, to me, you know, if a team collectively makes a decision, I'm okay with that. You know, if we're all not going, great. If we're all going, great. Uh, I don't think they will start out through because if they have beef with the guy for whatever his his, uh, policies or whatever, you have a Chance to sit down with them and chop it up in a closed environment and say, "Look, man, I don't like what you're doing, and this is what I don't like, and at least have a dialogue with the dude and be heard." I mean, you letting the opportunity go.
2: You, you wait. You you're saying you sit down with the president and yeah. chop it up? Yeah. Come on, man.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Why wouldn't he's inviting me to the house? I'm the mayor. You know, he's going to ask questions about you know the, the game and shit. I'll say, "Yeah, it's great, Mr. President," but the thing is. I don't like what you did. Here, 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 here. You, you know, we got to this. Let's talk it up. You
2: really think someone's going to do that and put themselves on blast like that?
0: I would. Okay. Oh, 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 you wouldn't? I wouldn't go. So in other words, you wouldn't go as much shit as you talk about him. You wouldn't go look him st- straight in the, in the eye and say, look, man, I don't like what you're doing. You wouldn't do because it. I'm
2: smart enough to know I'm not going to be dialoguing with him. That is not the That is not. Have you been there before? Let me finish. That is not the place or the venue to do that. Now, if we if we were going because he's inviting you there in a celebratory manner. So I wouldn't go there and show out in that fashion. Now, if he was inviting me to a summit talking about politics in the 21st century, I'm all over that. Yes, I'm speaking my mind to that. But. My, my mother raised me right. You know, you you know, you act like you you expect it to at the right time. Well, then so I just I, I wouldn't go because I know I wouldn't be able to act
0: right. <laughs> well, that that's on you then, isn't it? It's, you, know, yeah. if you got something to say? You have an opportunity. The man is in the same room.
4: You but can that's ask him. Come make... back
0: on you. No, no, I'm, I'm talking. My turn. That's gonna come back on you. Not still me. my turn. Still my turn. I asked for something casually in a private room, how's that going to come back in on me? The <laughs> a private room with he'll the president? A private room with the president? He'll be in there with his people, that's fine. And you just flat out, Mr. President, here's what I think. Big oh, sexy, come, come on. You think, you, you
2: you think they're going to go into a private room with the president? What are you afraid of? No, no. You think they're going to let you go into a private room to
0: air out three... They'll the- let me have a moment with him and the teammates... We'll be in a room together, and I'll ask him point blank. This is what I think. What's the story? Now, if he blows me off, so be it. But I have said my piece.
2: You, be- and you better be prepared to be looking for another deal, another contract with another team that won't want you because you showed out at the wrong time. Well, well,
1: well, when you say out. show out, are, you, are yeah. you kind of assuming that he would be acting indignant when he spoke? Or, I mean, no, if he was I'm just saying- calm and said, Mr. President, man, What's going on with this situation? Or as opposed, what's going on, man? Come on, man! Come on. I mean, yeah, you would be thrown the fuck out of there. But I mean, just because you I'm asked them a question, you think they would
2: blackball you from the team? What I'm saying is, showing out is your th- The purpose of the meeting is a celebratory congratulations, and I don't think that's the right place. Just because I don't think that's the right place. To air out your grievances doesn't mean I don't have those grievances or I'm less of a person or I can't stand up for what I believe in. I have home training and I know I'm not going to get into a private room with the president of the United States. So what I'm saying is I would not I would choose not to go to that event. But if I was invited as a team to an event where we want to hear what the Gold State Warriors have to say about politics in 2017 or 2018, that is the proper venue to air those grievances. Now, Big Sexy, you know this. No bullshit. I don't know anything of the sort. Let
1: me ask you a question, Q. Oh, real quick, just real quick. Yep. If the team, yes, decided to go as a team, right? The owner of the teams, hey, we're going to the White House. Okay. To sit down and take a picture with Trump in whatever right. form of fashion that they normally do. Would right. you? Would you hold that same home training? Would make you go to the team or go to, go with the team or would that home training have you say, No, I'm not doing it and possibly be blackballed from the NFL? I would
2: say I am not doing it. NBA.
1: Wouldn't that be going against the home training? Well, I understand Because you would be showing out by I'm, telling your own uh, your your boss that you're not gonna go along with what he asked you to do.
2: No, I would I would say to my boss, I cannot I can't don't have the conscience to go there and I would hope that my boss would respect me as a person who has my own opinions and views that he would say okay well you're a valuable asset to this team i understand i i get it and that's what happened with the patriots everyone didn't go no one so got then cut no one you got were cut
0: saying up. you can't go there and maintain your decorum and you have to go there and show up is that what you're saying
2: what i'm saying is that i would not go for the same reason a lot of people uh did not uh what was it, the rockettes they did some of them refused to perform at the inauguration. They refused they, to go. Are they still around? Jeez.
1: Yeah, they're still around. So you would kind of do a, a, a you would do a Kaepernick.
0: I think it's <laughs> well,
2: I mean
1: he, he went against the team, right?
0: And then he got no, blackballed. No, nah, he didn't go against the team. Nah, wait, wait. wait well whoa, whoa. Uh, the NFL ain't he is not, not blackballed.
1: You don't think okay, he's? Bl- wants- I know. I don't want to no, jump I too not. far off it, but you I do actually not. don't think he's being blackballed? Right?
0: You think-, think he's blackballed? No, no. The guy played on a team that went one and whatever the fuck. When he started, <laughs> he went one and ten. Okay, that's terrible. I'm not even I'm sorry. Go he ahead. wants starter money to be a starter. That ain't gonna happen. Uh- now, if he wants, if he takes a backup gig and you know gets a chance to play his way back up to that status, fine. But he thinks so, thinks he's still so, get that same type of contract. So you
1: think that when he came to to the Seahawks, he came here right recently? Oh yeah. You think oh, yes. you think the reason why he's not on this team because he wanted starter money, money nope. knowing that they have what's old boy? That's the, the Russell. Russell they have Russell Simmons. You think it's because he wanted <laughs> starter? <laughs> what did I say, Simmons. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know nothing about these motherfuckers.
0: He's not on the team because your coach, oh, God, forget his name, but your coach says, look, this guy's a starter. He's not a backup, and I That's got good. a starter. That's and, you good. know, when you play team sports and you have, you know, two starting quarterbacks on your team, there's going to be conflict. You know, you know, you don't need that headache. Now, if he's going to get a chance to start, I, think, yeah, I don't think he's washed up or anything like that. I think he had a shitty couple seasons, but if he gets a chance – yeah, he can still I think he can still play. But I still think also that he'll be in camp in late Aug or early August when training camps open. He will someone will sign him.
2: So are we talking about Trump now. I'm I'm sorry cuz <laughs> right a little side outside of my little place. Right. We're talking right. about Trump, right? right.
1: We, we we got we we side-tray. You can keep up now.
2: Yeah, but it sounded like this conversation was going
1: left Here's the scene. thing, it's Michael Bennett I just want to, because we, we're here for a second Michael Bennett, he's an NFL player He's from Seattle, uh, Seahawks It's funny, he, he was on uh, Breakfast Club uh, Last week And it was so funny to me The local Talk shows here um, We've got Michael Bennett uh, You know, a very outspoken local player And he's on some show in New York uh, <laughs> you know. and I'm like that show was bigger than you fam what the fuck are you talking about you know it's just so funny and you know they have this very funny style way of dealing with him and with Kaepernick here it, locally because let me tell you something these cats out here is terrified that he, if he got signed you know they were ready to, oh, we, uh, I'm canceling the season blah 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 you know they're real funny style you, you really got to see what they really felt uh and they also act like that. What's old boy? I should know these guy. He's a local player. What's the black dude with the dreads? Football player? Richard Sherman. Sherman. They're real funny style with him too now. They used to champion him here. Posters all over the city.
0: What did he do? What did he do?
1: Well, uh, they
0: were trying to trade him a minute ago. That's
1: yeah, I he wanted. had an instant. Some of these reporters locally tried to get at him talking crazy. And he, he, he checked them and he was recorded checking these people. He might have been a little wrong, but he just was like, he was on his I'm black and I say so to them. And they take the offense to that. So they was playing his. They was playing his comments on the radio out here, and when they would question him, oh, he said he was going to ruin the guy's career here. He said, "I'll make sure you never interview nobody." And so they was playing it over and over. When they asked him, "Did you say that?" Said, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> 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 right. And so they really be trying to get him out here. And now they be kind of like, they should trade him. You know, he doesn't really even play that good. All of a sudden, he don't play. So they're a real funny style. But uh, Michael Bennett. He said, openly campaigned for his Seahawks to sign Colin Kaepernick, and he expressed disappointment when Seattle instead signed Austin Davis to compete for a backup position. To Bennett, Bennett, the fact that the former 49 quarterback is still a free agent makes for an easy answer to this question. Is Kaepernick being blackballed? Bennett says, of course he's being blackballed he told us to the New York radio station, which is breakfast club. Nobody likes race and politics and sports. I think that's one of the things that nobody wants to talk about. And for him to bring race and politics and sports, I think it struck a lot of people the wrong way. Um, You watch, you watch the people that really watch football. It's middle America. And the people that buy tickets to the games aren't really African American people. said. And for him to bring that into the crowd was one thing that people felt like shouldn't have been there. I kind of agree with that. Listen, I'm not gonna say if he's a good player or not. I ain't got no idea, but I do. Just from an outsider, it looks like he's being blackballed. But again, I could be totally wrong. I, but I'm just—it's curious that a, an actual NFL player he thinks he's being blackballed.
0: Well, he's entitled to an opinion, and again, that's fine. <clears throat> I will not get on that get on that stance until <clears throat> training camp's open and he's not on a roster. If nobody signs him. And again, when you think about it, a lot of people say 32 teams aren't signing him. Half the team's already got starting quarterbacks. They're set. So the other 15, yeah, there's some work out there to be had because the Jets, for example, terrible. They may need they may want to be waiting to uh, get him closer to camp opening and get a better deal out of him. I don't know. Right. But if he's not on a camp somewhere when they open, something, something's wrong.
1: So basically... You're saying it's just all purely coincidental that he's going through this, but he was I'm the guy saying who stood. There, <laughs> there are a lot
0: of quarterbacks out of work right now, though. A lot well, right, that's
1: are. what I'm saying. It's just purely okay. coincidental that he actually was embroiled in this controversial situation.
0: And again, if he didn't go one and ten as a starter, I could see more credence to it. He went one and ten, gotcha. and the guy he replaced went one and one, no, one and three, and beat the Rams too. The Niners beat had two victories both over the ramps so both quarterbacks beat the same sorry team and went winless outside of the Rams. so you really can't be trying to break that type of attitude i mean for him i say he's black ball when you look at what he did now if he was a free agent coming off a good season not a great season but a good season and the team did okay oh yeah we have a problem here
1: so just but, to be clear you're saying and i agree with everything you said but the other side of it too is that and it just happens to be that he was the most controversial <laughs> player in the league and 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 people were telling their team, Don't you dare sign him, I'm accounts on my ticket. That's just all purely happenstance.
0: You know what? There's there's a jackass in every ticket holding group and that's fine. So it was just but one jackass. I think I think Sherman is more controversial than uh, than Kaepernick. You know, Kaepernick really didn't mm-hmm. say much of a inflammatory nature. He said, Look, I'm gonna bring attention to this issue and do some other things, like get people coming out of the pokey suits and all that. And that's not controversial. That's like, let me do my thing. But again, part of the problem with him before the protesting start was he had been quoted going into the season saying he wasn't going to learn the new offense, didn't want to learn the new offense, and then when he got there, he didn't really work hard to get it. So if he would put in the same amount of time and thought that he does on his off field pursuits, you know, you take that to the uh to the boardroom and to the train to the playbook, you'd be a lot better. And he that's more marketable, that's on a team right now. And again, I still think he'll be on the team. Right. If he's not, you will see.
1: I right, understood. Just to quickly go around the room, uh Q, based on everything what do you think about him?
2: About Kaepernick, right? Yes sir. Uh well, I respected him for taking a stance. Uh, I don't know I haven't followed him that much to no, know if he's being blackballed. Uh, other people know more about more who will follow him more say they think he is. Um so I, I, I don't have much I was just. only thing I can say is I was disappointed when he took that stance and then decided he didn't even want to bother to vote. That's that's the biggest problem I have with him. But um is he being ball as possible?
3: All right, and Poo, what do you think? Yeah, the NFL is full of shit. Playing <laughs> <laughs> How do you How do you start? what you said one in ten. How do you start eleven games? <clears throat> Finish with sixteen touchdowns and two interceptions. A really four, good uh, four, four interceptions. A pretty good um, completion percentage. And you trying to tell me people like Blaine Gabbard and Austin Davis are getting picked up? The dude I, led the team to a Super Bowl. He led the team to three, uh, no, I'm sorry, two straight NFC uh, championship games. And how can you not want that type of player on your team? But,
0: I can answer that easily. Blaine Gabbert, what a name. Blaine Gabbert and Austin Davis are getting league crumb minimums. They are not even remotely looking at being starters. They are there for that third string spot and the hold the clipboard. This guy can play. And again, he did lead them to an NFC title. He did get them to the Super Bowl, but that was with Harbaugh. Since Harbaugh left, he has progressively gotten worse.
3: Now, now to be fair, so has his offensive oh,
0: talent. No, the team has gotten worse, all of them. It's not just him. They all stink. And so when you say he put up 16-4, and four, okay, let's look at the 16-4. and four. The majority of that comes when they're playing against prevent defenses when the game is already out of hand. So they're kinda of inflated numbers.
3: However, he did how many mistakes did he make?
0: Oh, I didn't watch enough 49 games to be able to answer that.
3: So cause those those low interceptions say he didn't make the mistake crucial mistakes. Now
0: Well then again, when you're playing a prevent defense, everything underneath is gonna be wide open. So yeah, it's kinda hard to throw a pick on a prevent defense.
3: Prior p- to the prevent his, defense, his numbers, throwing the
0: picks. his numbers are eh, but we pl- who said this? Herman Edwards. We play to win the game. His numbers could be whatever they are. They are still 1-10 and ten on his watch. That is not good.
3: Austin Davis, who's 0-0, zero and zero, got a contract. And I understand you're saying that he's looking for starter money. I'm sure at this point he's not looking for starter money. He's looking for backup money.
0: But he wants to start. He wants to start. He doesn't but, want to be backup.
3: But well, he didn't go meet with Seattle trying to be the starter. <laughs> no, I, I hope not. <laughs> like, come on.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, he know he's not going to get no starter money here. So why would he have came if he didn't he went take the position he could get?
0: Well, he went to Seattle also because their playbook fits his mm-hmm. skill set a lot better than most, too. You know, they do a lot of uh, sprint option, you know, read first, throw second. And Russell Wilson is one of the best at it. So, yeah, he's not going to start there.
1: All right. Well, shout out to Colin, and uh, we talked, and we were talking about sports and going to see Trump. That's how we got here. Um, also, want to bring up this gentleman, Mister Steve Hardy is in the news. What has he done now? Breaking, breaking news, nigga. Ah, breaking news. Let me stop. Uh, let me read a little bit from the Chicago Tribune. It's the headline says why. Steve, Steve Harvey's joke about Flint's water crisis might be racist. Oh, what? This is an opinion. Let me just get this out. Most of us got pretty upset when a white comedian made a racial joke. Bill Maher ended up apologizing recently after he referred to himself as a house nigger on his HBO comedy show. But should black comedians get a pass for making racially insensitive jokes about African-Americans? Steve Harvey, one of the most popular comedians on TV and radio, has gotten into trouble in the past for joking about Asian men, and lately he's tested the limits with his mostly black listening audience. Here we go. Last week, the comedian was disagreeing with a man who called into his radio show, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, about the Golden State Warriors' victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. The man was from Flint, Michigan, which... Uh, where problems with lead-contaminated water have had a devastating effect on African Americans, particularly children. Uh, you from Flint, Harvey? Asked the caller. That's why y'all ain't even got clean water. When was the last time you touched water and it didn't have lead in it?
4: <laughs> before
1: hanging up. Before hanging up, Harvey, hold on. Before hanging up, Harvey said, "Enjoy your your nice brown glass of water."
2: Wow. All right. <laughs> what, is this, what is this dude on? <laughs>
0: power. Absolutely. Is he power. even a warrior f- fan or is he just mouthing off?
3: He's a Cavs fan. He's from the Cleveland area. Oh, well, let me man.
1: ask you this first just, this is an opinion in the Chicago. Well, it's not
2: racist. Chicago it's racist. Yeah, is it do you think that's racist? It's no. it's insensitive and stupid, is what it is. It's not racist. Yeah,
0: it's both of those things, but it's not a rare racist.
1: Let me ask let me let me play Kuhn for a second. I'm just joking But I wanted to ask this question If a quote-unquote White comedian Said this Would they be calling that racist?
0: In today's climate In a heartbeat But that doesn't make it racist though Exactly, it doesn't make it mean it's true, but people would call it that
2: There's nothing How is water about race?
0: (laughs) Because people would say because the people in that locale that are having the water issues are primarily black. That's what make, makes it racist.
1: Like if somebody said, uh, "Q, all you like is watermelon and chicken," would that be would considered racist? racist?
2: Yes, because what what does
1: chicken have to do with? But
2: well, go ahead. Because there's, there's a stereotype that black there's a stereotype that's, that has been foaming in this country since the 1800s that black people. Like chicken and watermelon, right. in, in inordinately more than mm-hmm. white people.
1: I agree with you. No, that's not, no. I agree with you. And so I, I guess the question going back then is, if people think that this lead thing is not a problem that happens to white people, particularly it's mainly black children. Right. Using the logic you just said, I'm just asking the question. I'm not trying to make an point, but I'm asking a question. Would then would it be for those people to, to use that same logic to say, well, he's saying something that really only affects black people, so that would be racist?
2: No, but you say uh, no. It would be racist if, throughout the 1800s and to now, black people were perceived as really loving lead in their water. So it's a matter of time. Is that what you're saying? No, it's a matter of attribution and stereotypes.
1: So it doesn't matter if it's something that actually happens to black people. It's only because it's a stereotype.
2: I, I don't understand that question. What I'm saying to you is that watermelon and chicken have been unfairly stereo stere- Attributed stereotypically to black people as that's something that we love and we can't deal, we can't live without it. Right. I I can live, but black people can have not. You can't attribute lead water with black people. It's just something that's affecting them. It's not a stereotype of black people.
1: That's why I say it. So only stereotypes would be considered racist in your opinion. What you're saying?
2: No, I'm not saying that either. I'm saying there are certain things that are deemed racist because they have to do with attributing something to a person based on their race
1: okay we're going around the circles i hear you uh pooh what do you think
3: uh steve Harvey's a dumbass uh um <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say it was ra- i wouldn't say uh, it would be racist by a white person now if it was bill maher i'd be like absolutely that racist fucker meant that shit but for the most <laughs> part nah i wouldn't i wouldn't say it would be racist to a white dude
1: Interesting. It's definitely uh, a very bad joke uh, timing, man. I, I I try to understand what do these guys be thinking, but I guess they just they get too comfortable, and then the heat of the moment trying to get a joke off. And I think but, there's, there's so much under the watch, you know, <sighs> that they would you know that anything they say is gonna just be torn apart. You
3: know what I mean? What What I don't get is. The apology was issued by one of the the, the uh, cast members on his show. Not even by Steve. It was like, that, 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 sh- that to me was just hella disappointing to see that. Cast members? What what happened? Yeah, because like, I guess he realized that it was a fucked up thing to, that he did and said maybe one of uh, the station managers or maybe his publicist was like, yo, that was that, oh. kind of dumb. So when they came back, one of the, the the show the the show members uh, Shirley Strawberry read a statement apologizing for Steve on behalf of the show, and it was just like, like wow, you really couldn't have uh, uh, ate that crow and apologized? Like damn. Well,
2: I think I'm official, you know. I think I'm officially done with Steve Harvey because I, I used to, you know, I, Afro nerd, and he he always would get on Steve Harvey policy. I'm like Steve Harvey. Embodies what you talk about, uh, intelligent black man, businessman, entrepreneurs, The man's a radio intelligent,
4: f- this and that? that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm give I'm going to attribute him to having some modicum of intelligence, but he you don't. Know, he's fucked up three times now. <laughs> three times, three three strikes, you're out. What were the other two? When he was talking all this anti-Trump stuff, how Trump wasn't going to be a going to be a Detrimental to the black community, this and that. And Tom Trump dials that Steve Harvey number, the, bat, the Steve Harvey bat signal. He goes up to Trump Tower, and he comes down and does the step and step shuffle for Trump. That's one. Two. Um, I think it was the mm-hmm. way he was treating his staff. That was
0: something else. Oh, yeah. Don't come to my office unless you're invited. That little memo.
2: Business I, I, hours I can, are from nine. I, I can kind of understand that because... Oh, oh, you check on my demo. Oh, you, did you hear my mixtape? It's kind of like that thing. I get <laughs> off my face with that. But still, the way he said it, but it seemed like there was something else, and now there's this. So you done, huh? I just can't. I, I mean, I love watching him on uh, Family Feud whenever I come across it, but I just... He, something happened. Something's going on with this guy.
0: I ain't watched Steve Harvey since his uh sitcom went off the air, so I have I have no horse <laughs> in the race. Wow. You watched the sitcom. I'm I like the sitcom. The sitcom oh was funny. God, that was horrible. The sitcom was funny. Okay.
1: Hmm. Well, shout out to Steve. Hey, act like a man. Whatever you say. act like a coon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or was it the way he treated his ex-wife? Was it, he kind of dogged her out. No. Wait, how did he no, dogged no, her out? She went nuts. She, I, went I'm to she, she had a I'm lawsuit on him yeah, just she, recently, remember? Yeah, right, right. She, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, well, I by it.
0: Not an attorney. Come on. <laughs> what? what? The lawsuit was filed by someone who isn't an attorney. Right. So that tells you that she's wacky right there.
2: Not that you can't do that. I mean, it's their right, but.
0: No, no. It is her right as the individual to do it, yes. Someone else cannot do it for them. That's okay. a no-no. All right. Which goes to the list.
1: All right. Uh, uh, I don't have all the details, but uh, Bill, Mr. Bill Cosby,
4: <laughs> uh,
1: his sexual assault trial ends in a mistrial. Prosecutor has said that they're going to retry the case. Apparently, the uh, jury was deadlocked. Right?
0: Hung jury. Well, that could be eleven one or one eleven. It could be a lot of different numbers, but they're not. The bottom line is they're not in unanimous accord.
2: It seemed like to me. It just seemed like. I mean, I I don't know. If this is a constitutional thing or, or a law thing or what. But it seemed like you have a mistrial. What makes you you should be able to walk? Because what what are these what are these new twelve jurors going to? see that the, the old 12 jurors didn't see. see look, to me, that's, you're saying, well, it's not about justice. It's about who's examining the evidence.
4: Well, I,
1: I don't know. I mean, that's the system, I guess. That's why they got it set up.
2: We're well, are not really
1: privy to why they felt the way they felt either.
2: No, I, I understand. I'm just saying if, if these 12 jurors could not reach a unanimous decision, hmm and a new new 12 jurors that see the same evidence can come to a unanimous decision. That tells me it's not so much about the process, it's about the people, which is a problem for me.
0: Well, people have their own, you know, baggage and, and they shouldn't. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but they I'm saying they do. You know, kind of like, you know, people not wanting to go meet the president. So people have their own predispositions on things. So this 12 couldn't get it done. Maybe they'll get lucky on another 12.
2: I'll put it this way. As much as I can't stand Trump, if someone accused him of doing something that he didn't do and I had to be on the jury, I would vote in his favor.
0: No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> no, you wouldn't.
1: A, a, a lawyer, or probably the uh, you, defense lawyer, that, well, would probably hold on, hold on. not believe you based off of your statements. But.
0: Yeah, Q, they'd throw you off the jury in 30 seconds. No, That's I, right. I, I, What about black-on-black black crime? A grown man <laughs> is telling another grown man what he would do? I'm telling you they would throw you off the jury, and based on your history, you wouldn't do it.
2: Well, let's assume I did get on the jury. I, the point I'm making is that I'm a fair person if... I were on a jury where <laughs> Trump was on trial, of, and, and the evidence showed that he didn't do something. I would vote in his favor. That's my point.
3: That's hilarious. So you're trying to tell us? So what you're saying is, for the culture, you wouldn't vote guilty for Trump?
2: For the culture, what? The black culture. No, I wouldn't. Oh. Wow. Why would? Why would I? You're saying just because I'm black, I should vote for Trump against Trump? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. man.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: she said, you said he's a racist. He's discriminated against black people. He's sitting out of pocket towards black
2: people. You said, well, I'ma be fair. You ain't gonna do it just for the culture? No, I'm not. Because I would want that done I wouldn't want that done to me if I were on trial. And I'm trying not to be a hypocrite.
4: Oh, okay. Jake. Excuse me. You can respect. <laughs>
1: Well, there you go. There you go. He has Trump has a savior in you in some capacity. Okay, Mike. <laughs> I, 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 you said you would fit, you treat it fair. It's
2: not so much Trump. It's what it's about what's right and what's wrong.
1: Oh, right. I'm just you. You brought up Trump. That's why I'm
2: saying it. But you're right. Mm.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, so Bill Cosby. Uh, fast play. Okay. Fast play. okay. You
4: ready for Ross?
1: Hello. Um, we can hear that.
4: Yes. What is that?
1: Yeah. yeah
4: right.
1: Hello. We're just doing a show over here now. All right. What was that? What? Who was just, that? you was can that? just say it on the air, Aunt Pooh. That was me. We <laughs> <You> gotta
2: take <type laughs> it <on> the chat. <laughs> I said that's not me. <laughs> oh <laughs> I Okay. Wait, I I had the um I had the screen up with Steve Harvey that you were listening to and then it just started playing. Oh, okay. So that was you. See, told
1: you I apologize to you, Aunt Pooh. I hold the L for that, and I'll pass it over to Q. All right, moving on. Uh, oh, I, I know what I want to, to talk about here. Oh, well, quickly, let's get into E3, uh, Electronic Electronic <laughs> Expo. Just went down. Uh, we saw Microsoft uh, announce the Xbox One X. Right? Uh, think, <gasps> I think it's what four four ninety nine something like that. Uh, yep, indeed. Uh, is, uh, touted as the world's most powerful console. Uh, so you have that, and there's a lot of other l- little games. But, uh, Ampoo, you actually were there at, at E3 this year. What were some of the takeaways from it? It's
3: already over. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah it was Tuesday through Thursday. <clears throat> for me, it started last Saturday. Uh, the company I work for, full disclosure, EA, they did a uh, second EA Play. This was uh, what they do is they open it up to the players and the consumers themselves. They can actually um, they have their uh, press conference and then they actually have this huge venue where they have, uh, I think, well over 200 kiosks where you can play the games that they um, just announced. They have Battlefront, Need for Speed, FIFA, NBA Live, Madden, all that. For me, I thought it was going to be some. B.S. Yes, because I'm like, man, I don't like fucking with the public like that, especially when it comes to games. Because uh, cats be acting stupid and it'd be too much crowded. But I give them props. Um, people were acting orderly and shit was on. Uh, shit was popping, cool. They even had Nas. When I went to E3. Oh, okay. that's, can I say something
1: oh, about can I say something about the EA thing real quick? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean it's it's all good stuff. The the Star Wars Battlefront. Oh. Two thing That, 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 uh, the I'll say the young lady, uh, Whew, yep. who's playing, yeah, Jaina. who's playing the, uh, what's her name?
3: Jaina Garenka.
1: Jaina. She's, <laughs> she's playing a character, the lead character in the Star Wars game. Uh, and she's, uh, she's, uh, they got a book, there's a novel too, I saw that her character is the cover. She was beautiful, man. I was like, they need to have her. Just host the whole goddamn thing. It's like, damn, when did Star Wars give honeys <laughs> in the store? I was like, oh. But yeah, she was a spotlight, man. Very, very, very good stuff. Hopefully you got to meet her.
3: Yeah, I did. I didn't take a picture because I didn't want to seem like I was uh, uh, being a groupie. Like yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Well, so when I'm, I'm seeing all the pictures she took, I was like, damn, I should have t- asked for a picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead and yeah. continue. I just want to throw that in there for the culture.
3: Yeah. Um, also the, the, the other one, um, A Way Out, that game looked nice. It's a co op. I mean, I, I ain't yes. trying to, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to uh stuff for my company, but yeah, the, the dude that was uh, promoting it, uh, Joseph Farris. So I was like, dude, we need to hire him. That dude is dope. And the game kinda of fine. It's on some prison break type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling that. and this co op we're you with because like when i'm used to co-op i'm used to um i'm used to multiplayer with call of duty i'm used to some mario and luigi where you are going to the same objective well what they're having it here is that you know you're doing something player b is doing something that's going to affect player b a over here who's doing something completely different and i'm like all right okay that does look kind of fly and it's, a, it's in, a
1: prison break situation like you're trying to break out of prison right
3: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So, uh, then they, they announced this new one, Anthem. I didn't see the uh, Xbox uh, conference where they uh, showed the gameplay. I'm sorry. I, it, it seemed like Destiny and some of the, uh, those other uh, future, Halo, and I just haven't really been into those games, so that might be a, a pass for me. It looks dope. And, of course, Battle... Yeah, it does. I mean, they, they, they make the BioWare makes some dope games. But then when we got to uh, E3... This year they opened it to the public, so apparently there were 30,000 industry and media and influencers that got um, E3 passes, and then they set aside another 15,000 to the public at 250 a pop for all three days. Damn. Damn e3 was on some bull it was fucking crowded disorganized i'm looking around seeing people like i'm trying to network and i'm like man you ain't nobody you're just a fucking fan i can't do shit with you which is probably the wrong attitude to have wow <laughs> full disclosure here's what we think about you i'm sorry <laughs> but you know when you're trying to network you're trying to meet people in the media or in the other industry you just like oh i'm just a fan i'm my ticket I work at Best Buy. You like, fuck. Like sh- can't do shit for me. You know what I mean? like, wow. don't do respect.
1: I hope none of these gaming uh sites get wind of these comments. <laughs> EA employee says fans are bullshitting.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike, can I start working full
3: time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about E3 people. Yeah, oh, okay. that's dope. Uh but uh, what I from the other uh press conferences that they show um playstation they look like they about to take over in my opinion huh? the, the stuff that they, ah, i'm just saying the stuff that they show i'm like damn i gotta go get me a playstation
1: 4 what did Between, they show um, besides, besides spider-man what did they show to you that was dope
3: shadow of the colossus god of war uncharted days gone detroit all those games look dope i'm like because like, I've been on Xbox for a minute because of the online, the Xbox Live, the online multiplayer mm-hmm. with Call of Duty Zombies. But like all of those games look fly as fuck. And Spider-Man, god damn. That's like taking it back to, uh, I think it was uh, Spider-Man 2 or that very first Spider-Man from 1997. But with far better gameplay and the gra- graphics was just crisp as hell. So I'm I'm with that, and I guess I'll be buying and held a whole new PlayStation uh, come the uh, holiday shopping season. Xbox Xbox on some bull. This Xbox X, yeah, okay, 4K HDR. I mean, if I got apparently I got a television that can reach that type of capacity, but for the most part, I just can't see how are they trying to announce a $500 gaming console when they just gave us the Xbox. What uh, one S? Yeah, last year and I just bought my Xbox two years ago.
1: Right. Well they they made a point before they even announced it that it was going to be a premium system. So to me as a cover this shit ain't gonna be cheap. <laughs> hmm. And it ain't for everybody. Like uh and I'll say this. To me both systems didn't really show anything that blew me away per se. What? I didn't Yeah, I just didn't the games that I saw that were dope, like uh, Shit, Star Wars and Anthem. Those are cross-platform games. They, they work on any system. So I was like, okay. Uh, Days Gone, which I thought is imp- it was impressive last year. It's E3. <laughs> okay. I, I, I like the demo then. They just showed another piece of gameplay here. Where's the release date? <laughs> it's been two years. So I, I, I'm not really that hyped no more. I was like, oh, okay, well. This shit ain't When's this shit coming out They showed this shit last year Show me something new Uncharted I love it uh, I'm here all day But To me I'm, My thing is Where was Last of Us 2 That's what I wanted to see They hyped that shit well, up last year They didn't show shit this year
3: Well that Tells you they behind So I'm I gonna like say it, behind. And Microsoft They're They didn't
1: show really I can't remember anything Off the drop That it was an exclusive Crackdown is not impressive to me uh can't even think of anything it was nothing super oh yeah i am impressed by the xbox one x only because it will play the games in 60 frames per second you know 4k i think that's cool plus it actually has a 4k player built into it which i don't think the sony one has so if you were going to get a complete system and want to just everything in one box 4k that's the only choice but uh, to me, like, I think I like gaming was kind of ho hum this year. Just I didn't see much of anything that the Star Wars Battlefront looks dope, but so did the last one. Yeah, you know, well, unless this, unless it's the single player, I, I'm very interested to see that. That that should be cool. But everything else was just like, yeah, this is cool, but it was nothing jaw dropping to me. I don't know. Maybe I was just jaded. But it's like they've gotten to well, a certain point where. they're I don't really see nothing that's blowing nobody out the door anymore.
3: Well, I think we can both agree that who took the biggest L was Nintendo, because right. that... Okay. Man, and then I love Nintendo. When the, they came out with the Wii, I was getting laughed at, at by the homies at the Source talking about, man, what, why are you playing with that little gimme? That's some, that's some old bull. And they dominated with the Wii for yeah. a good three years. And then the Wii U, that was a misstep. I mean, they they saw the additional... Um, tablet, which it helped, but at the same time it didn't. They didn't advance it. And the Switch, which is funny, because I ran into a couple of the people saying they love the Switch because it's mobile. But I'm like, like dude, where's the games? And exactly. Nintendo <laughs> Super Super Mario Odyssey. Okay, I like it. They're, they did, they did they had a couple other games, and then they just give me a picture Metroid Prime Four, and I'm just like. I was like, man, get the hell out of here with that. Like, seriously? Uh, uh, a, a standard poster? <laughs> That's what you're giving me to get back for? <laughs> but, and, 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 but unfortunately, it worked, because it was trending. Oh, Metroid is coming. Metroid. I, like They couldn't even give you a picture of Samus. What uniform is she going to be in? I'm like, this is probably just, oh, we're going to put it out there and see if people going to buy it or going to be interested. And then we'll green light it, uh, it going to uh, production. But Nintendo... Man, I, I don't know what they're doing. And that that press conference and the games that got slated to me, I went to the booth. I took a couple of pictures there. It looked fly. People are into Splatoon. People are into um, the Kirby, another Kirby, which I'm like, dude, come on, really another Kirby? Uh, they dude,
1: just feel some- to their base. That's all they do, man. I, I'm not mad yeah. at that. It ain't for me. But if you into it, I, I just don't understand how you would even buy the new system and only got one game.
3: It <laughs> don't make no sense now, to me. <laughs> I'm good. To be fair, Zelda is a hell of a game for what I'm higher hearing, and I'll probably be buying it for the Wii U that I still got. But it's That's like you can play on the Wii U, yeah. And I, I, and the thing is, is that Nintendo is uh, is the the number, in my opinion, the number one publisher in the world and with all the properties they got. it's just they uh, they're still they're still in the old model. Yep, in my opinion if they were smart they would just make make money off our system
1: yeah they would just make the new Mario would be cross platform and get off the thing thing is they they make
3: money off of every system though that's the thing and they're like we can get 250 a pop but it's like okay and then after that how are you getting new consumers they're on their ride until the
1: wheels fall off (laughs) thought process that's what they do
3: they're like they need to just seriously they need to to either source out some of these IPs to studios that would love to work on them and turn out a damn good game, or they need to go cross platform and get rid of the hardware.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this you know, you talk oh, about. I actually, spend money for a bomb new console that
3: no. competes with PlayStation and, and Xbox.
0: You mentioned PlayStation and this new Spider Man game, which does, from a visual, look great. But I'm a comic guy. What the fuck is that costume?
1: Yeah, ain't for you. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense. I was like, at least make the costume look like he looks in the new movie. Why? Why create something totally different? It
0: completely sense. different.
3: It might be some licensing issue. Maybe
0: it's how Spider-Man. they got the name? Yeah, Spider-Man.
3: Sony does own the right film rights too. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's that's all I got. You
1: know what it is? They're probably gonna be like, well. You can buy the DLC of the new costume. <laughs> nope. Get an extra little five or six bucks out of out of everybody. But, but I, I guess that's how the game is. But I then, okay, ahead,
3: it, here's the other thing that after all of that was said and done, what the hell is Atari doing? Waiting to two days after E3 is done to say, "Hey, we making consoles again"? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop it.
4: who's gonna trust them
0: hey they did Metroid or whatever they did back in the day Asteroid yeah Mm -hmm. I, I, I saw
3: that story today I was like why are you just come on man why are you setting yourself up for failure nintendo having problems now what are you doing but apparently some guy bought atari and got them in the black and thinks that there's money that they can make money off of consoles and I'm just <laughs> saying like, dude come yeah, on man I'm pure
1: nostalgia because i'm looking at that now just looking at a picture of the old atari ain't nobody in a damn mind. <laughs> this looks ridiculous i had that too that's old school man <laughs> you ain't gonna compete with sony and microsoft but hey whatever all right man that's the game game report
0: uh there is a comic update yes i don't know if you cats are aware of this but dc has started their summer events this week i read that and it's called you did read dark days of the forge number one i did and your thoughts
1: uh it, it was a i don't know it's too much of a like Intro before the story starts, type of story. You know, yeah. I, it was. Just like, I was wanting to get into what it was going to be about. It was just a lot of setup. Um, but you know, I, I, almost kind of wish that the the, the second book or whatever the, the real book that's supposed to come out, we just came out with that because it's just one of these kind of setup books.
0: Well, as long as Scott Snyder, who is currently doing Bat, All Star Batman and this. Is the main writer behind it? I'm okay with it. I will trust to see where he's going to go with it. What'd you think? And you that? got, I liked it. You know, you had the three different things. You had, uh, you know, Green Lantern in the, in the Batcave getting, you know, schooled by the the new guy Duke. Is that his name? Oh, the, new,
1: the Black Robin kind of character.
0: <laughs> yeah, you the young Robin cat. Uh, you got something in the past cooking with Hawk Hawkman. And you got Batman running around with this big secret that he had buried up at the you know, Fortress of Solitude with no lock had to call Mr. Miracle to get him in you know so Batman has done something don't know what it is but he's done some shit and in the Batcave he had the Joker socked away so and it all, all right. it all somehow is going to tie in
1: that's right I about that. what now is this all supposed to lead into Is I thought the big event was going to be the Watchmen sort of
0: thing? no that's, that's going to be in the fall oh okay this is something called I want to say I want to say the metal or something like that. Yeah, you're right. And then after that, they'll go back to the Watchmen thing, which I am waiting to get back into because that, based on the little two issue thing they did with the Flash and Batman, is going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, that was seemed very interesting.
0: Yeah. And Marvel once again is being left in the dust.
1: <laughs> Are you reading this? Was it Secret Empire?
0: Oh, uh, God. I read the latest one, and looking at Cap in this little green Hydra outfit, I'm like, you know, I can't. I I, I can't. I can't do this. You know, it is bullshit. I did read The Defenders, though.
1: Oh, how was that? I I didn't read it.
0: Now, that was good, and it was written by Marvel's resident, quote-unquote, black writer, Michael Bendis, who thinks he's black. Um, But it brought together the three four people from the Netflix show and they didn't address the name yet but somebody's coming after all four of them individually they did make Iron Fist look more like the hipster doofus Iron Fist in the TV show so and it's written pretty well so I mean I'll give it a number two I'll, I'll give it another shot but I, I did enjoy what little bit I did see of it so far.
1: Oh I gotta ask you uh the Dark Knight 3 the Master Race the oh, last God, issue. Yes. What, to me, what a disappointment, man. That- you
0: know, I haven't. I haven't even read the last issue yet. I mean, because, I don't know. Frank Miller, that's my guy. But from what I understand, he didn't really write it all. Brian Azzarello wrote a lot of it, too. And I don't know, man. You got the 100 Bullets guy doing some of the art with Andy Kubert. What did you, you think of the last issue? Because I'm not expecting shit going in.
1: <sighs> they should leave this shit alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know batman is young again i was just like and first of all i forgot what happened in the previous issue because it's such a almost seemed like it's been months yes since the last issue so i was like really <sighs> uh, it just and it just kind of ends like that's it and then i think it's like little backup stories you know there's that other little pullout book that they have in there and it just shows like the rest of what the rest of the heroes are doing. I, I have such a high, high caliber caliber of expectation for this story, because it, to me, the original Dark Knight was such a great this. They should never touch this stuff again. It, it almost sort of ruins the Dark Knight.
0: Oh, this is the same feeling I had when they did the Dark Knight, the second the Dark second Knight too. Okay. Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's some. I hate to say it's a money grab, but it is. It's unnecessary it is. storytelling. Um, and even Frank's art is shot at this point. <laughs> I yeah. I mean to me, it's just, I don't know what the hell happened, but it's it's, it's over, man. <laughs> it's over. Um, but yeah, I, I did read a few books uh, this week.
0: Uh, what else do you pick up?
1: I skimmed through. Oh, you know, I actually read Suicide Squad. (laughs) Really? Because I've been reading some of the Superman stuff and it sort of ties in with uh, the Superman books, the Eradicator, that's his name. Yeah. Those guys, they went to go get Zod to help take down Superman. So they jumped into the suicide book. And one of the lead characters dies in this book. I won't say who it is, at least he's dead for now but I was like, okay. But yeah, you know, it's cool. I actually really enjoy some of DC stuff right now. That's pretty much all I've been reading.
0: Me too, man. Marvel's just not getting it done. Yeah.
1: Well, we got a few more months probably then they'll have their re- rebirth happen, I guess.
0: They have to and this can't happen fast enough because this cap in the green with the cape, no. Yeah. Man. No.
2: All right.
1: I'm, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I ahead.
2: I've been quiet for the last what 45 minutes. Uh, when you guys talk about, <clears throat> you know, did you pick up this book? Did you read that book? And like you just said, uh, I picked up Suicide Squad. So when you pick up your books for the week or whatever, for the month, are you just picking out books that you read just to check them out? Are you picking them up no- thinking to yourself, okay, I want to start reading these arcs and I'm going to start collecting this book. Or, like when you picked up Suicide Squad, are you just checking it out? Uh, to see and then and if I if you get if you get caught up in the story then you go about the next book next month and the next book or are you just cherry picking each month
1: well I'll be as full disclosure as Ampusa I'm not buying these books <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I didn't that was I'm, doesn't matter well I, I well know, so I, we,
1: <laughs> well, well I say that to say that you know I, I can look at all of the books actually uh, just because I just I, you know click on it in, 30, in two seconds I have the book so I, I'll look at a lot of them uh, I'll jump around some of them so like the Suicide Squad I saw that it was kind of tying into this other thing so I was like oh okay let me take a look at it and then I started reading it um, I read the Superman stuff because I kind of like the story and I read the Batman stuff because I, I like the story if something is sort of tied into that I'll give it a look um, but in terms of what I decide to read, the really only other books besides those I'm, I actually read is like Invincible. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. I'll look at a few things just to see cause it looks interesting, but a lot of it's not catching my, a lot of comics don't catch my, hold my attention as much, but I will say this, the books that I am actually reading comic books are, um, comicsology, you know, dot com. They have that, uh, sort of Netflix program that they've been, comics unlimited or something like that unlimited program and marvel has just jumped thrown their hat into the program so all of the you know classic and n- not so classic and new marvel books are in there so i'm actually going back and reading a lot of some of the older stuff just from maybe a year ago a couple years ago that i never would have gave the time to uh and i am read the you know the trades the digital trades so i'm actually reading I, I like i started back to some of the bendis avenger stuff been reading through all of that Uh, and any of the older stories I never really read or I don't remember reading I'm reading those books and and it's great because you can read the whole trade or story arc Uh, image is the same way a lot of image stuff is in there so I'll go through and like actually I read uh, remember the sword yeah yeah. they have the the whole complete edition in there digitally so I went back and read that last month great Uh, I downloaded girls you know, the, the, the complete edition I read, reading through that. So I love that now. I I love comics like that now because now I don't have to go buy all these books. I just pay my little $10 a month and download all them fuckers and read them, you know, read the whole thing. So that's pretty cool.
0: Well, I buy my books, <clears throat> you know, old school, you know, brick and mortar to the whole nine. Uh, Batman, I'll pick up Batman here and there for an arc depending on who, who's writing it. Uh, Invincible, I'm going to stay on. Walking Dead, same thing. But Walking Dead is starting to lose a little steam with me because it's the same shit over and over and over and you over. No,
2: I, I need to catch up on Walk That's the only book I read, and you're right. It well, They were doing the um, the Whisperer storyline. Yeah. yeah. It was like, ugh, come on, guys.
0: Yeah, you know, so that's uh, eh, a lot of the Marvel stuff. um it's funny because when I get my my stack for the week, there used to be a lot more Marvel in it. But I'm, other than Daredevil and Amazing Spider Man, that's pretty much it for uh, dedicated Marvel stuff. I'll pick up, you know, uh, the Secret Empire and hate myself when I get home. <laughs> but I'm not reading Avengers. I'm not reading any X titles. I'm not reading the Captain America. The stuff just ain't good. Uh, you know that's. That's really it.
4: Oh,
1: the other book that I actually read and I read it weekly for the most part is uh, Injustice Two.
2: Uh, oh yeah, you know uh, I'm glad you brought the. I bought. Um, I got to get that game. That's what I got to do. I bought two. I bought the two um, graphic. Uh, what do you call them? Trades on that. Yeah. Trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Injustice and volume. Uh, how many volumes are there now? Uh, I think there was four of the original one.
1: Well, four story arcs. They may have broken them into different volumes, but I think there was year one
2: year one through four, and now they're on Injustice 2. Well, I'm a, I think I have all of those, and I got to get caught up on that, because I felt the same way about um, Injustice. You and I talked about this a couple years ago. It seemed like that was kind of being the same thing over and over again. It's like, okay, I get it. Superman is in control of the world now. Okay, what, where else is this story going to go? And Batman was trying to take him down. Right. Or, or taking him down.
1: Uh, I, you know, what's so funny is that almost it's a shame that that's the most enjoyable comic book reading to me right now. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's funny because it's so like it's not set in a regular and, you know, they've killed off a lot of characters. And I agree with you, Q, sometimes it does go kind of running around in circles a little bit, but it, it, it's because they don't have any com- confines to the story. They can kill characters and have them do shit that they sometimes wouldn't do. And I really enjoy it. You know, uh, shit happens in the book, you know, and it just keeps moving forward. Uh, And the second one is pretty good so far. I'm curious to see how Injustice to the book, is going to align with Injustice to the game. Because in the game, it has this whole story with Brainiac that's not even touched in this book. So I'm curious how they're going to connect to each other. But I really enjoy it, you know, and I love the way they, you know, it's 99 cents a week. You know, I I think it's so cool. It's a fast read, but I feel like each book I get something out of it. It was a guy named Tom Taylor, the writer. I think he's he's I think he's dope, man. He did a great job with this. I really enjoy it.
0: Well, I got to pick the game up because the game looks like it's off the hook.
1: It's fast. It's fabulous. Uh, I've I put it down because I haven't gotten to the point where the, the computer's starting to whoop my ass.
0: <laughs> and, I, and I
1: can't get past it. You know, I'm like,
2: fuck. The gang, you know, an injustice gang. Yeah. the Injustice game? Yeah. Isn't it just like... It's a new I'm one. I'm sorry. But isn't it just like playing Mortal Kombat except the superheroes? In, in some degree,
1: but uh, they did a fabulous job with this new one. It's fucking amazing. And I really think the 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 story mode version is... They could have just—they could have made that a movie. They could have just took all the cutscenes and sold it as a movie. It'd have been dope. But it's a dope game, man. It's—they made it so you, even when you finish the story, you want to just grab a character, and they have this thing—I forget what they call it—but you go to like different worlds, and if you can conquer that world, you get gear and stuff, so you can actually uh, give your character different types of gear that affects how he operates and he looks different. So it's a very clever way to keep you on a playing and build a character up and then switch another character and build that dude up. It's just a dope. They put so much into the game. It was really good. I not really play these types of games, but I I was all into it for a while. I'll get back to it. But it's just dope, man. Dope, dope, dope. All right. Uh I guess that's it for comics. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I will, one book I will recommend, something I read a couple weeks it's called America Town. Um, I think it's on image. What is that? The premise is that it's like in a different reality world where Americans are going to Santa Rica or Costa Rica or something. They're migrating over there to get jobs, right? and it's it's sort of flipped, but and it's and sort of in the future, when it's like people are immigrating illegally into this other country, smuggled in so they could work these jobs that nobody else would work, and then you know this government regime is trying to find the people who are not citizens uh it's actually it's pretty good i I want to say it's who is this by? It's almost as if this is written to be a movie or or something I think the guys who wrote it are hollywood type dudes but it's really good you should check it out it's called americatown um how i read it it's a part of that comics comicsology Unlimited there's so many fucking books in there there's so much to read and fascinating shit that you know i find myself reading a lot of stuff i never would even knew existed or paid the money to read and you can see like man this is a good idea because it exposes you to so many different types of comics and and shit but yeah check out America Towns, a political type of book but it's very well done uh, I, I, let me set up a dad smuggles himself over with a whole bunch of people to the other country one of the guys that are smuggling him is actually his son in secret smuggled his dad over and like when you get over there you gotta pay this money so that you can they can get you your credentials so you can go find a job and uh, they, get, they let you use a phone for like a couple seconds to call your people to wire the money over. So this one chick, she called her boyfriend. He didn't answer the phone. So the dude was like, if you ain't got your money, you're not getting your papers. And he's like, hey, listen, if you ain't got that money, you're going to earn that money some other way.
4: <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> and so they, they take her down to the basement. And I'm like, I'm like what the fuck is he about to do? He's, he has this machine and it looks like it's a, like a big dick thing or something I'm was like, i like this book is on some other shit but what he does he hooks her up and then he starts this computer and he's like the bidding is gonna start and I'm like oh he about to do some sex shit online where niggas is watching they paying but actually what he was doing was it was taking out her organs or some shit and oh. sell them to the highest bidder it's some weird shit right when he's about to go down they get raided by the government people when they all got to scatter. Uh, it's a very interesting book,
2: man. Um, so, yeah, anyway. America Town. Wow. Check it out. Check it out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the name of that?
1: What was the name of that? It's called American American Town. Yes. Do your Googles on that one.
0: I'm Googling uh, it as we speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just like when you told me to watch Black, was that, Black Mirror. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, American Town. You want to read something different?
1: Okay, uh, man, we got to wrap this thing. Oh, three hours. Yeah, now. God I, damn. <laughs> I, I'm trying to hang with you, but... <laughs> and we did a couple hours before this. Ooh. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Definitely a meaty episode. Uh, and Pooh, are you still with us?
2: Yes, indeed. Uh, we, didn't oh. we didn't talk mm-hmm. about We didn't talk about can steal,
1: though. We didn't. And and, and just suffice to say, that's just some fucked up shit.
2: You know, once
1: again, somebody loses their life. And it's unnecessary. This is interesting. Yeah, something streamed on goddamn live video. And they still found a way that the guy, the police officer, was uh, acquitted, right?
2: Yeah, this is, I probably shouldn't put, a, put him out on blast like that, but uh, it's one of the times where I, I, I kind of uh, have to, well, I, I can't, I was going to go in on him tonight, but we went a little long. I was going to go in on Afro Nerve because he's uh, making excuses.
1: What, what excuse could you, just give me one of the excuses, I'm just
2: curious. <laughs> I don't want to put him out like that. I don't, I mean, don't
1: want to put did, him out there like that.
2: Yeah. yeah, he kind of already did. So. Well, <laughs> he was saying how. Um, well, yeah, he put Sean out on blast. I'll put him on blast. Uh, he was saying how. Something about um, uh, the woman, the girlfriend, because she later got um, arrested for attacking someone with a hammer. I don't know if you remember that story. What's one got to do with the other? Exactly. I'm like. So he was saying that their behavior, they were, he was implying that they were probably not behaving the right way or something like that during the encounter. Or re, you know this whole thing about respectability politics and all that. And I'm like, dude, this is Harambe, this is Harambi all over again. You're gonna blame, you're gonna try to conflate the woman attacking someone. Maybe she is ghetto or whatever, but it, uh, with that hammer. But at that moment that's got nothing to do with Philando Castile who did everything by the book. Um, that's As a gun owner who carries 99% of the time, he did, as far as I saw in the video, as far as I'm, I'm reading, he did everything you're supposed to do when you own a weapon and it's on your person and you get pulled over by a cop. And the cop asks you to reach for your, uh, for your ID and now maybe I would have said uh, okay, officer, my ID is in my right pocket. I am reaching for it now. I do have a weapon. I'm licensed to carry it. How would you like me to proceed? Maybe he didn't say all that, but he did announce that he had a gun and he announced that he was a licensed carrier. The cop should have followed procedure and maybe said, and this is what they trained me, the cop should ask you to either get out of the car. They may. The cop might even handcuff you. Don't take it personally. This is a cop who knows you have a gun, and just wants to be safe. So the cop didn't follow the right procedure. Did he ever carry permit? That's what I thought uh, I. I'm only going by what I read or what I heard. Um, but I seen. I want to say that he he was licensed to carry the gun. Now, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what the laws, the gun laws in Minnesota are. On Pennsylvania, you only have to be licensed if you want to conceal the gun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Can I just go back real quick? Maybe I missed it. What was the thing that Afro Nerd was saying that somebody had a hammer?
2: The girlfriend. The, girl, the girlfriend yeah. who who was in the car driving. Uh, sometime after that happened, she got arrested for attacking someone with a hammer.
1: Oh, but not during when she. This shooting thing, not before. during the shooting, no.
2: right, right.
1: And the, his correlation again was well, I'm just, that's what I just—that's what I was trying to figure out. He
2: okay. was saying, he was, you know, he was saying, you know, I've made the argument myself. Like when you are approached by the cop, your behavior needs to change. Don't get all militant in front of the cop. Uh, uh, submit to the policeman, even though it's fucked up. Submit to the policeman, so you don't, so you go home alive, and then right. you can fight in court. He's saying that this woman, her behavior, judging by her behavior with this hammer, they were probably wild they were probably wild to begin with or whatever I'm kind of paraphrasing because it doesn't make any sense um and I'm like, what does that have to do with what happened in the car and to me i I made the point then. I say, look, you're using the same argument that they use with the with the kid that got dragged by the gorilla. Well, the, the father was an ex-con, and this and this. What the fuck does that have to do with what happened with the gorilla? What does what this woman did with? Well, you know, your girlfriend or your wife, they are a reflection of you. So if she was acting crazy, he's probably. I'm like, okay. I, and I said to him, I said, look, dude, I got to walk away from you this time. But were they acting crazy on this video? No, that's what I'm saying. No, he did as far along as I'm concerned. And I said, that could have been me because I would have done everything. From what I'm reading what he did, I would have done everything the same way. I might have been a lot more vocal about, sir, before I reach for my wallet, how do you want me to proceed? Would you like to get the wallet for me? Do you want me to step outside of the car? Because I do have a weapon in the car.
1: Hmm. I'm reading, i uh, just seen across the thing here. Minnesota Senator Al Franken uh, <laughs> He cited systematic ratio and when he said Philando did not deserve to die uh, he issued the statement on Facebook Saturday afternoon uh, hours after the police made 18 arrests as a crowd of thousand protested the jury's decision he says I am heartbroken for the family and loved ones of Philando Castile uh, whose beloved son, brother, boyfriend, nephew and friend was tragically taken from them last summer. Philando did not deserve to die uh Wow. So I am thankful for Ranson County Attorney Attorney John Chow for pursuing justice for Philando and his family, and whatever and whatever one's opinion of the outcome of this case, we must come together and take concrete action to reckon with and dismantle the systematic racial inequalities that led to far too many of these deaths. If only
2: he uh, have said funny that. Funny before, can we talk about how the two black, black
1: jurors? <sighs> go ahead go
2: ahead i was just gonna say i'm i'm reading. i, I was I, saying can I, we talk about how
4: to i was just gonna okay, go, go, go
1: ahead real quick okay
2: go ahead nick hello aunt Poo. can i just say one thing real quick right, apparently <laughs> I go ahead say, I, I love al franken he's my man i'm reading his i've read uh i've read his rush limbaugh's a big fat idiot I read his lying, liars and liars to tell them and I just I just downloaded his book. Um I forget the name of it, but I'm I'm listening to it now. The guy's hilarious. I, I highly recommend his uh, his book. Oh, okay. You
1: had to
3: tell us
2: that.
3: And Pooh, are you there? Yes, sir. Go can ahead, please. Uh, I was saying, can we talk about the two black jurors that decided not to go off code and wanted to quit? Like wow. Ah. I'm sorry. Say I that again. To think of, they wanted to the do two what? black jurors, the two black you know about, jurors that held out to be that held out on acquittal. I, I
2: can't I can't answer that. I don't I'm not saying I agree with it. I don't know if it's true, but this was Afro nerds. Come back to me. He said that he and he he presented an article. This is all on Twitter that said that the prosecution did not mount the proper case. That they shouldn't have gone. I, and I, I don't. I don't remember the details, but the, what they were going for. Big sexy. You might know what I'm trying to say. I think they were going. They were reaching too far for um for on a charge like maybe they were going for uh, murder.
0: They're or, going for murder one or two instead of like voluntary manslaughter. Right, right,
2: and oh, something like that. Now, don't quote me on that, but it's something along those lines that the prosecution uh, overreached. And so the jury had no choice based on the prosecution's case, what they were going for, charging. They had no case. They had no uh, other choice but to acquit based on the evidence, which didn't support murder one. So it's not a question of her way she was acting. It's a question. of Right. And that's what I, <laughs> I said to her. I, oh, I said, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold up." Now. That wasn't what you were arguing before. Now I could I can see that, but you weren't arguing that before. You know,
4: mm. he,
2: he's still my man, though. But <laughs> I had to. I kind of had to part ways. He's doing a show right now. He might. He might be wrapping up. I was gonna call up and be like, "Okay, let's get this. Let's get this going. I got something to say." Interesting. Interesting. This I'm curious this
1: shooting to, to hear sh- what, to hear, what what's the other guy on the show I forget, the the professor Yeah,
3: we wonder why we can't unify
1: what's my um, man on the, the the
3: captain Kirk
1: captain Kirk, Kirk. yeah I wonder we what, what did he what did we, what did he say last uh, time there uh, Ant? <laughs> what was he what was his like overall point I can it was like an epic uh, fifteen minute twenty minute
3: uh, oh. Okay. Rant. I can't remember where he ended That's there. what
1: they do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> no, well I'll
2: no. just say I'll just say of, of all these killings, I mean I have my opinions on, on a lot of them, but this one and the Slager shooting in South Carolina, which at this point I wouldn't be surprised if he gets off for shooting a guy running away. Oh, he played uh, guilty. And well he did plead guilty, but does that mean he wouldn't be acquitted? What? Big Sexy, if you plead guilty, in a, uh, does that mean your your um, your defense won't mount a case to still get you off?
0: No, it means it's over. You plead guilty, that's it. It's done. Now, my understanding is they had him charged with, like, first degree, and there was an issue with it, and then they came back and said, look, we're going to do this, and here's an offer. He listened to the offer, figured he could do the years, took the offer.
2: Okay, all right. All right so, well, maybe this is stupidity on my part, but for some reason, I was thinking you could you plead guilty, but your your defense attorney will still want to have a trial to no. see. Okay, all right. Now, all the,
0: right. now the prosecution still needs to show all the elements. It's you know, and the person who who pleads guilty will go up there and and admit certain things, but no, the trial's over. I had a trial Wednesday in a a neighboring county and it was a third strike case. They offered him six years. He said no. Day of the trial. I said, look, we'll give you eight. He says no. I pulled his girlfriend slash victim aside and said, what is he thinking? And the answer stunned me. The answer was he can't get conjugal if he takes the plea. Wow. I said, so he's going to throw... Hey, I can't be mad. <laughs> throw, throw, <laughs> shit. <laughs> six years against life? No.
1: Juicy got him crazy.
2: Wait, wait. I, I, I want to <laughs> make, sure I, I make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying this guy was ready to do he could have done six years without conjugal visits, yep. Yep. but he chose to go for a possible life.
0: He chose to throw the dice and take it to trial. Yes. Oh,
2: mm. man. That dude, two out of three? That's when you start studying the different consistencies of lotion and saying, I'm going to work this out.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. You didn't need to hear that. Wow. That was a
2: bit much. Only cute. <laughs> I mean, really?
1: Man, that that P is something else, boy. <laughs> there ain't no yeah, pussy dude. in the world. Well, apparently, it is. <laughs> uh-huh. We don't know what he had. I don't know. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> yeah, that fire.
2: Yeah, give your life for this shit, boy. And he's going to potentially get raped every other month over, wow. come on, man, wow. for life? Oh, yeah.
4: That's oh, insane You
2: should plead You shouldn't plead insanity defense For that dude <laughs> he said, That's that ill na. <laughs> and then Big says to get the girlfriend up there no, I'm not, Let me stop Let me stop I'm not gonna get you in trouble
4: <laughs> Thank you
2: <laughs> I had a joke But I'm not gonna go there <laughs> Wow Cause I was gonna say How would you prove That it's worth that much <laughs> Damn
1: Q's hilarious like, I had a joke I wasn't gonna go there Then I was gonna say <laughs> You just said it uh, judge, judge, you want a shot? shot? <laughs> wow! Are you threatening? Is this one of your clients? And this is one of your clients?
0: Well, I, I, the, the, the defendant is not mine. I'm the, cli- oh. I'm the uh, representation for one of the witnesses.
1: Oh, okay, good. Gotcha.
0: You know, the witnesses uh, wanted her own attorney, and then you know they got in touch with me. I said, yeah, I can do this, and I zipped on down there, and what? I will say this though: the witness is fine. I will say yeah, that. You, what,
1: what kind of case was this? <laughs> I'm sorry. He was in jail for what? Can you say what that is? Or?
0: He is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not saying where it is. So it's it's cool. I'm not naming names. This is an assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, okay, mm. But again, listen to me very carefully. Do not think your traditional weapon here. This case is some domestic bullshit. That's all it is. This is some Jerry Springer shit that got sideways.
1: And okay. let I me, mean, it sounds like if a guy is willing to give up his life with some pussy, he's on some other shit like this.
0: Yeah, he is. he is.
3: Some other shit. That's for sure. I'm going to do jail time, but he passed the time, though.
0: Yeah. And again, if he, if he had taken the six, he'd have been out, you know, since this was his third deal, he'd have been out in around four and a half.
2: Let me ask you, why, why is it that six years you can't have conjugal visits? Why, what's the time frame? Of First the of all, with?
0: they're not married. So? Yeah. What is he, the, wants to, he wants to stay out long enough to get in front of the justice of the peace and get married. You can't have conjugals unless you're married.
1: Why? Uh, he couldn't have got married and then you know, did the six years?
0: I, you have to speak to him. Oh, okay. But well, Q, okay. to answer your question, why these guys are in the joint for rehabilitation and punishment they can't be just ordered up booty online all the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> q's like how come they just can't call up title i mean whatever that shit is called and just have chick- tinder oh, oh i'm
2: sorry oh whoa, whoa. Like, title i'm like yeah don't say, well, I guess, you know
1: i'm because i don't know Jake, nothing about their that. life that's why
2: <laughs>
0: i didn't say that hova that was
2: mike Well, I,
1: I don't know nothing about this, them sites i just
2: what i figured
0: that's why you can't, you know, conjure unless you're married, because people will be ordering booty 24 <laughs> oh, seven.
1: They have now. it lined up. Amazon to start that business.
2: That was <laughs> <college. laughs>
0: <laughs> so we
4: buying that
2: motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Honestly,
2: I I don't see the problem with that. Hey, I'd rather have boy. happy inmates than frustrated ones.
1: They're there to pay for their crimes, not to be getting their rocks off. Hey, Amen. That's what they got young boys in there for. Nah, that's you a think, joke. Hey, I'm on my Steve Harvey. Whoa. whoa, whoa.
2: Do you think Clifton Powell would have shanked that dude good had conjugal up in there?
1: Did you hear? Hey, did you hear what Little Boosie said?
2: Little what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I know the name, but I don't know his work.
0: I don't know the name.
1: I thought we talked about what? that on the show. Maybe that was what? me and Sean or something.
0: What, what is he, little, little Boosie? Well,
1: oh, he's a rapper. You heard? That? You heard these comments, didn't you, Ampu? Does anyone else hear that side
3: Why, why you say it like that, man?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, because we follow the Ratchet stuff, too. I, I follow it. <laughs> hey, I follow it, too. I posted. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Listening. Well, anyway. But yeah, I heard
3: what he said. Yeah, I heard he, what
1: he said. I thought I was talking about something on the show. I could have sworn. But he said, uh, yeah, we did, Q. You just don't remember, because I remember you commenting about it. You know, he said he walked in the bathroom. He's in prison. And yep. he saw two guys in there. And it, he was.
2: <coughs> oh, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. What's your, how does that relate to this, though?
1: Well, I'm saying, they, they, hey, they're having sex. They ain't, They don't need chicks, apparently.
0: But well, he walked in on a couple guys busting booties?
1: Yeah, Plus, you have to, he's s- like the guy was riding the guy's dick, like, and it, it traumatized him. He was like, traumatized? What the fuck <laughs> is yeah. going on here? And that's when he was like, he had to call his lawyer and like, get me out of here, man. Like,
3: yeah, he signed with shit too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just saying, if that's the worst I see in prison, I'm like, okay, just y'all be over there. I'm good. Just stay away yeah. from uh, me. So it'll be no big yeah. deal for you, is what you're saying? As opposed to getting my ass whooped and beaten and shanked? Yeah. So Dude, you were just walking in. It's cute
1: walking in the bathroom. Hey, I, 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 what's up? Oh, okay. Hey, what's <laughs> up, man? Y'all gonna be doing this for a while? <laughs> <laughs>
0: A I'm saying, Q, I'm Q, saying, Q
1: would, would be right dis- there in the next <laughs> stall going to the bathroom. <laughs> Pay no t- all I'm saying
0: <laughs> is that if I'm going
2: to be, that's not going to traumatize me. It's the potential. Uh, wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. There ain't nothing you can
1: do to clean You go
2: to prison, right? <laughs> and you see two men over in the corner doing what they're doing. That's going to traumatize Cute, you, what you versus. Doing? Hold on. That's going to traumatize you versus the potential of getting beaten down to an inch of your life? Hell no. Hell yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. I
3: All took right. an L in a fight
2: before.
1: <laughs> okay. Because I've never been exposed to that, so it probably would be traumatizing.
2: I've never been exposed to it either, but I'm just saying to you. <laughs> I would rather see that. To see a fist coming at my jaw. I'd rather see the fist coming at my jaw.
4: Okay.
2: I, yeah. I will gladly
3: take that two piece. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know how, why it has to be one or the other, but I would rather not I it would I would rather just go go to the bathroom and not see that, but that's just me.
2: Well I would too, but I would rather not be in jail. How about that? I mean, well we that's set true. up a scenario. We set up the scenario. You think he want something. He's like <laughs> Whatever <laughs> Wow Oh
1: man That's why I love Doing this show man We guys be cracking me up Ugh
2: Well Woo! what I was trying to say 15-20 minutes ago <laughs> right Is that, is that um, Well the South Carolina guy He got off But um Pause I was gonna say that <laughs> He didn't I mean not got off I mean uh, pled guilty Right Man what are you thinking about bro Um <laughs> uh, But Tamir Rice and this one, I have problems. These are the two shootings I really have a problem with. Right.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, I I was wondering if the NRA was going to be sounding off about this because he's a gun owner, right? Of course not.
2: They're not going to say anything.
1: Wow. No, no tweets from the from uh, President Trump, huh?
2: Well, this is President Trump, the same guy who thought that the Central Park Five was still guilty after they were found innocent. I don't think so.
1: Wow. Better get your Tupac training on.
2: (laughs) I've been doing it for the past six months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All you need now is that thug life tatted on your chest. boy. you ready? Uh, No, 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 no. (laughs) What
2: what does that stand for?
1: The hate Uh, you give... Others fucks everyone or something like that. Oh, the
2: hate you give little infants. The hate you give little infants fucks everyone. Yeah. There you go. I never knew that. I'm like, that's some really, that's some machinations to make that thug life work. <laughs> that's like, that's a poet. Yeah, I give him that. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> All right. <Whew. laughs> I, pre- I, hey, I prefer twism. What's that? Shaquille O'Neal, The World is Mine. Oh, I never heard of that. Oh, that was his whole thing. He has a ta- he has it tattooed on him. Oh, okay. On his arm. Mm-hmm. No, no, wait, I'm sorry. No, he does He has Superman logo on his arm. Oh, <laughs> Lord. So who does have that tattoo then, Q? <laughs> <this one>?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know you're trying to go somewhere with it, but I'll, I'm going to let you play it out and see if it actually is funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, I'm glad you stuck with us today. This has definitely been a, a whirlwind episode. Uh, before we let you know where we can find everybody, yo, I need all of y'all to come out that wallet. No, I'm joking. I need you guys to get on board with our donation system. I had to redo it. I'm going to explain why I had to redo it, but we got it pretty much set up now. You'll see it on this the post underneath here. Again, you can put any amount you want. You can put a buck in there. You can put a couple dollars or whatever. But we just need all the support we can to try to keep this thing going to the next level. And uh, so we just need your support. Hopefully you find value and ent- entertainment here and enjoyment. And we just ask if we can get your support. With that said, Mr. Ant where can they find you online?
3: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at pool, and uh, next month you'll see me at Comic-Con for our oh third God. year in a row. We are our heroes uh, fanboy panel. All right, good. Congratulations.
2: Saturday at 7.15.
3: All right, all right.
1: Mr. Q Storm, where can they find you online?
2: Yeah, Mike, Mike you was on your lotus flower with that PayPal from minute, weren't you? I am crickets. I don't know. What
4: means.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right. I thought it was funny. Um, sure. You can find me uh, at therealqstorm.com. I've been kind of lax on putting stuff up because I've been busy, but uh, you will. We will be recording a new red shirts tomorrow. Right, big sexy.
0: Yes, big Q. Of
2: 3 p.m. your time, 6 p.m. my time. So you will be. Uh, we will be putting up a new red shirts uh, within the next week. Uh, We will be reviewing the um, landmark episode of Next Generation, The Inner Light.
1: (laughs) All right. You guys should do a red shirt episode on Star Trek porn.
2: I'm sorry. (laughs) What? I I did not know such a thing existed. (laughs) I didn't either. Actually,
1: I just threw it out there. (laughs) I bet you it does. I'm going to look it up. Star.
0: (laughs) Trek. Trek porn. Porn. (laughs) And why
2: would we cover that exactly? I'm and, just curious. Oh, it's part of Star Trek, man.
0: Is it? Okay.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, you found it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does exist.
0: Why, Tupac? Right. I didn't know you were packing like that.
1: We <laughs> got the, uh, what's the black girl? It's called. Uh-huh.
0: The a, black it's, girl, it's a, damn.
1: Wow. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out to Pornhub. Uh-huh. Man, they got a
4: They,
1: they got Star Wars. They did Star Wars wrong. I, ooh, I know Lucas wanted to shut this down. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Star Wars. They got it,
2: They got Princess Leia up
1: there? No, it's got those. What are those girls um on the What's the Star Wars uh I I can't look at this one. <laughs> 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 the Star Wars Rebels? Not Rebels. What's the other one? The cartoon. It's on Clones? Netflix. What's it called? Cl- the Clone, Clone Wars. Is it Clone Wars? What's the girl that's the apprentice to uh, Oh, An- I'm so- Anakin? Yeah, they got her on here. They did her dirty on here. She wow. on here. She taking more than just the dark side of the forest, buddy. <laughs> and she got the lightsaber wow. out and everything.
2: Wow. <laughs> well, well, well. Hey.
1: Parodies. There you go. There you go. Porn parodies. We used to do like a whole website. Oh, not webs, we a whole podcast on porn parodies. That'd be hilarious.
2: But anyway. Alright, yeah, let's move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying to get more porn hub sponsorship. But I digress. Uh Big Sexy. Where can they find you online?
0: Uh same place as always on Twitter, W S E Marcus. And Facebook, Mark Wickens.
1: All right. You can have like Captain America Civil Porn. <laughs> uh, or was it Dr. Sh- Strong? Dr. Slong.
0: Dr. Schlong? <laughs> okay.
1: Guardians of the I don't know. Guardians of the what? What do you say? Guardians of the That would be a porn, because you'd have what's that? what's the girl's name?
2: What's the girl? In the Guardians? I'm not mm-hmm. contributing anything. Cause if, I, <laughs> <laughs> if it were me talking like this, y'all be clowning me from here to Tuesday.
1: Guardians, you got
2: Rocket, uh, I Am Group. I,
1: I, I don't know what you would do to him. Yeah, you could do a whole... Actually, I think they have an Avengers parody. Ant-Man. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why, I'm just going on a <laughs> tangent.
2: Man, I sound like got to work some shit out, Mike <laughs> Hey, man, I might have to
1: you know? <laughs> But anyway
0: Mike's, Mike's in trouble now I'm, on,
1: I'm just on one Having a good time Ladies and gentlemen Yo, we got to get out of here This has been a marathon show today been, Actually, uh, me and Big Sexy I think we've been podcasting today for what? Six hours? Six hours Working like a job, man Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your day, your evening, or whatever you are at. We will see you next time on PodcastUse.net. Peace.